But here's an idea. So Mexico is sending lots of people. And by the way, they're coming from all over the world, including the Middle East. Why not? Come in. Come on in. We're stupid. We'll take care of you. We'll pay. <laughs> Get sick. We'll take care of your hospitalization. What kind of a plan do you want? Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and wrong. Yes, you listen to Synchronon. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, G. Simon. I'm fucking Harrison. Ooh, said with, uh, said with force. Mm. A little anger going on there. Yeah, man. It's anger against the establishment. That's right. Establishment's been overthrown. Uh, we have a special guest in the studio, Doc Coyle. Hello. Thanks Formerly for in uh, the metal band, God Forbid. Currently in the band, Vegas Nerve. That's and right. And the host of uh, your very own podcast, a new podcast, the X-Man Podcast. Brand new, four episodes deep. Four episodes. That's right. Well, congratulations. You know, I don't want to say uh, it's a great industry to get into. <laughs> But uh, good luck with that. No. Well, I don't. <laughs> practically I, dying to get in. I don't view it as an, as an industry, though. I, I, to me, it's like a um, just another creative medium. Like I just, I love being in it. You know, I just, I just, I'm all. I, I know there's something about it that just. The, once in my first episode, I just got kind of addicted to it. I was like, or just the idea of like, because I, you know, I don't have someone else to bounce off. I don't have a host, so I'll do like... Oh, you're just doing it by yourself. Well, I do it by myself and I, and I talk to someone, but I'll like do like you're my... guests, though, yeah. I have guests, yeah. but I'll do like an intro mm. while I'll talk and it's like, I've never done that before mm. where I just record by yourself. It's like a talk. monologue. Yeah. 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 And then, in in a way, since a lot of people, I don't know if your listeners know, but I also, I do uh, op-ed uh, writing. So I write for vh1.com. I've written for... So website creative live you know talking about music and politics and race and all this different stuff and to me you know it's you know you have people who like vloggers and stuff who give their opinion and in a way sometimes i'll have maybe a topic that i'm thinking about that's maybe not big enough for a thousand word article but maybe mm. i can talk about it for five minutes and yeah, it's just, yeah. it's just another uh tool of expression it's a difficult thing to do i i, I used to host a radio show in san francisco for years and it's like I, I would do like the first opening like 10 minutes it was just a monologue of just me and i felt like i was just talking to myself even though you're engaging with the listeners i just felt like i'm like god sort of schizophrenic here it it's, it's 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 a it's a skill um so uh doc what where, where, where do you host your podcast I host it as far as like where I do I actually do the episodes. Or? Yeah, do you, do you do it at? Do you have a studio? Do you do it at home? I do it, yeah, I do it at my house. You know, I just, got some mics just like this. Yeah. yeah, and it's uh, and I, and I like doing that. Just having you know, I have like kind of a cool uh, like dining room area. You know, just bring people over, and it's you know pretty much so far. So the concept of the show it's called the X Man. I used to be in a band called God Forbid, um, and I quit the band uh, three years ago, and. A lot of the writing I was doing at the time was kind of like being very open about my thoughts and feelings about not knowing what the hell I was doing. Where I was like, whoa, like leaving this one thing is really scary and really like not knowing what you're going to do. So I was like really honest about my fears and, and about just being a, a performer, being in the band or is it about the industry in general? Like the about industry? the idea of being a 30 something year old man and you spent 
15 years doing one thing and then you leave and you don't have a college degree mm. you don't have you have a okay. you, you, so you like, have a you have a 10 year span where you don't have a real job and then you're trying to figure out life like i lived with my grandmother till i was 30 years old oh wow you know what i'm saying so yeah, i was i was crazy. like i was like try like you know then i was you know right before i quit the band i was like homeless i was like all right i need to like find yeah, but wasn't it wasn't half that time you were on tour too? When I was homeless? No, when you were living with your grandmother. Of course. Yeah, yeah. 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 So no, no. But, but what, yeah. what my general point was was that a lot of the writing would be about how I had uh, this uh, suspended development and this uh, kind of not really engaging with the real adult world, and I had to do that on the fly at a much later age, and then I would write about it. And then people would really connect to that because a lot of people in bands or people who are in the creative fields and then you, because you hit this certain point when you're like 28, 29, where then other people around you who are getting jobs, doing things, they're looking at you like, what are you doing, man? I'm having a kid. I'm buying a house. <laughs> well, that, doesn't it come down to that, though, whether or not you make it, not even just make it, just to the point where you could make it a career out of it versus I actually have to have another job. Well, that's the thing. I did have a career, and then it started to die down. And then something you thought you were going to do forever, all of a sudden, like your kind of your Shit. illusion, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it becomes it's reality. Becomes, so, so essentially, when I I came up with the idea for the podcast, I was like, I think this stuff is really interesting, and there's a bunch of people who have been in bands, or perhaps maybe they've even like I want to talk to people just in other parts of the industry and say all right you were doing this and it didn't work out how did you figure out what you were going to do next you know and, and then even the stories of people who got completely out of music and maybe had success in another realm i just find that stuff fascinating because it's all about it's, it's perseverance it's know? almost like a vh1 where are they now kind of thing that's to what it sounds like to me you know i remember watching that show in particular but it it is an interesting concept to think about musicians who were in bands that like god forbid was a pretty big man like back when uh, when I used to host Rampage Radio in San Francisco, I mean, we used to play you guys all the time. But you would hear, you, you, I mean, you guys would tour with like what, like Machine Head? We toured with um, Slipknot. We toured with Slayer. We did yeah. Ozfest. We toured with Guar. We toured with Hatebreed. We, you know, like a pretty big band. I mean, no, we, you know, and then even me, I played with the band Lamb of God. I opened for Metallica. Yeah, I mean, you Lamb know, of God's huge. That's like as pretty much as high as you can get in yeah, the genre. I mean, I, I've played arenas. I've played huge festivals in front of tens of thousands of people. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been all, I've been to Japan, I've been to Australia, I've been to Finland, I've been to Ireland, you know, I've, you know, been all over this country, all over Europe. Um, yeah, and that's pretty invaluable ex but, experience. I, but I think it's an I interesting have, I have thing, two though. salient points to make here. Uh, one of which is <laughs> if you do have to start over in your mid thirties, uh, it helps if you have rehab as an act break. Okay. Um, is one. And two, I recently realized that like. Half the fucking people I know, like half of my friends, are fucking homeless. <laughs> yeah, you need better friends. Yeah, I'm 37 to, yeah. years old. I'm 37 years old. You need to stop hanging out in the uh, the boxcars, the boxcar <sighs> community. But they have great sandwiches. Do they, do, you know, <laughs> are there do their names begin with hobo? Like hobo Jim, hobo Bob. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> they have hobo soup. Yeah. Is, that, is that on the menu? <laughs> But I do find it interesting, though, when you when you think about bands that were big or huge, like in the mid two thousands, like what happened to those guys? Like, did they just all of a sudden it's like you know, 
well, wear long I've, sleeve shirts and enter in like a corporate community. You well, know, I've, you know, I've like, done lots of studying on this thing, and the, and the truth is, if you have any subgenre, or at least with you know, we're, I'm speaking mainly to the hard rock metal world where I I come from. You'll have like, for example, you have like new metal, right? Yeah. So yeah, you have yeah. like Corn and Slipknot and Deftones and Limp Bizkit, right? And along with all those bands, there's a hundred others who get signed and get start sell some records. And what ha- here's what always happens is the best bands survive and everyone else falls off. And that happens for everything that gets big, right? So Corn just had a top 10 record is still playing arenas and making tons of money. Disturbed just had their biggest Disturbed single. is still around? Disturbed just had a like a number one they covered um Sound of Silence. Uh, it, it, no, it's amazing. Wait, Simon and Garfunkel. It's mm. amazing, huh? It's wow. It's actually fucking amazing. I'm gonna take your word for that. No, it is. And it, no, <laughs> they, they got their. They have a pop single. Like it, it's huge. Wow. Um, and but they, yeah, they just got platinum records. They're playing arena. They're playing in front of ten thousand people right now. Somewhere. I've always thought like bands like that, like could just go tour, you know, South America or Australia or something. They in don't Europe. Have, they can do that too. They get they get the money here. They're huge everywhere. I'm saying like. We have to remember we're so segmented. So if you're just because you stop listening yeah, to some yeah, band, yeah, you're, you're they, huge in like Iowa. No, they're huge everywhere. Wow! Like you're you're Does just not paying still, attention. But is Disturbed still playing arenas? Yeah. in like all these cities. Wow! Yeah, yeah. Hmm. yeah well, I mean, they're a pretty huge band though. They, I mean, but, they, but, but that's my point: is yeah. they stayed big. Lincoln Park is still selling many records and playing stadiums, and then the other bands that weren't as good and didn't have as great a business, like Puddle of Mud. What happened to those? Yo. <laughs> Puddle of Mud is just played the fucking whiskey. Like, yeah, I literally watched him well, the, the, for, for five whiskey, seconds. Though. No, no. All right, so the guy from Puddle of Mud isn't he a little wacky? That guy. He's a fucking disaster. Yeah, yeah. I've heard, you he's heard a, about this dude? No. He's a drug Where's addict. A chicken drunk. suit. I saw him getting a fight with a guy wearing. He was wearing a chicken suit. He got in a fight with a guy outside the rainbow. Well, huh. I'll, I'll tell you this. I actually see this guy around, and if he hears this, I'm sorry, but it's it's super sad because he is a really talented guy, but. He got wrapped up in that Hollywood shit, man. Just partying and fucking yeah. doing drugs and fucking, oh, yeah. you know, it's crazy train. Yeah, but he can go out. Yo, know, he can go out there t- tomorrow and get paid, do some festival. Like there's like these, you know, these uh, these towns in Middle America that want to hear, you know, one of these puddle mud songs and they'll pay him, but he's a disaster. Yeah, you know he's just saying? a mess. You know, you know yeah. what opened my mind to this whole thing? I remember I used to date a girl whose sister married Dexter Holland from Offspring. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I've, I've always actually never been a fan of Offspring. I always thought they were poser punk. But a lot of people like that band. They're and they're, they were huge in the, you know, the 90s. And I forgot about them. Because, yeah, they fell off my radar. Because I don't listen to them. But then uh, after, like, you know, we were having Thanksgiving at his house and hanging out with him, I realized, holy shit, this dude has got, like, fucking Jets and Gold Records. And he still plays massive shows. They're still huge. In Europe. They play massive shows, like, in Florida. And, like, they're still a huge band. Yeah. No, I saw them when I was moving to L.A., I was uh, making stops, and they, they uh, the dudes from Machine Head got me in this festival in Iowa, and they headlined. Yeah, playing arena, they're they're yeah, huge. They're, you know, you know, but you know him. He's actually like a he's like a genius. He's a he's a biochemist or yeah. something, or molecular biology or something yeah. like that. Yeah, um, cool. He actually is a nice guy. I you know, no, hung out I met with him. him. They were the nicest dudes. Yeah, they were so cool. I met him. He's a nice guy. He has a hot sauce company too. But but it's interesting to me, like the bands that didn't make it big. Like what what do those guys do? Do they just enter the workforce? Do they get a job at the uh, you know at the the Mac store? Well, you'd be you'd be amazed. I mean that, and that's kind of like what the show is about is actually finding those stories and find the people who because you have some people who just say fuck it and they like they do they 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 settle down they get a kid they work work at best buy 
I mean, uh, hopefully not best. But, well, actually, I say this. <laughs> Geek the, Squad, dude. No, the one thing I'll say not about people from my world. The, you got to wear short sleeve dress shirts. At, for, to you be know, in that's the Geek bad. Squad? It's bad. All right, yeah, yeah. that's awful. Yeah. What if you're all tattooed? They must make you wear long sleeve shirts. Everyone has tattoos now. Yeah, the next, yeah, the next president will probably have a face tattoo. I mean, no one gives a fuck. <laughs> It doesn't matter, man. You know, a couple teardrops under the yeah, eye. Yeah. No, but a lot of, like, yeah. like spider web. One thing I've noticed is people from my world, from the rock, like the DIY world, like all those people land on their feet for the most part because that's how they their band did well. Was they went yeah, out yeah. and they busted Hustlers. their ass mm. and they you think outside the box and you don't sit there waiting for someone to give you something. You go out and you you make your own path. So a lot of these people end up you know starting a tattoo shop or or my one buddy he like you know he owns a barber shop or they're they're starting different businesses and they're you know they're not as as keen on just like obviously if you have a skill set if you like went to college or something then yeah you can get a regular yeah, job yeah. you know whatever but you know i i find that that group of people is very um you know capable you know well i, I know a couple guys that started like really successful screen printing businesses mm-hmm. and things like that and uh yeah, you know, or, or I know a couple of dudes that are like tattoo tattoo artists now in San Francisco. So, you know, it is interesting. So, who have you had on like that uh, from bands that we would know? Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't even know if you guys would know any of the people I had on. It depends if you're you're in the in the scene. Um, I, I know had, about Harrison. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, you know the band Devil, Devil Driver. Devil Driver. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the, the drummer, uh, this guy John Berklin. Uh, he was my first guest. He's one of my best friends out here. And I actually joined it. I'm in a new band with him called Eye of Tongues. But he was like the main guy, Devil Driver. He wrote like almost all. How many music. fucking bands? Are yeah, you I was in? about to say. You're like I'm a Jamaican. A I'm, bands. A band, I'm a band ho. I'm a ho <laughs> for show. A lot of bands. Of bands. I am. I am. I'll, I'll be in your band. You got some money, man? Yeah, I'll we, be in we your should band. start a band. Mm. Yeah, you know, it might Doc work. Ho- Doc Hoyle will be in it, man. Yeah. <laughs> Need some leads for your metal band. <laughs> so uh, so the dude from Devil Drive, what does he do now? He, well, he's actually work Like right now, he was like managing, he manages bands and he's like, he works for this like production company and he's just, you know, he's just out there living it, but he's, he started this new band and that's what he's focused on. And, but it was that's like, cool. you know, it's that hit, you that band, All That Remains. Yeah. Yeah. They're a big metal band. No, they're been, big. They're yeah. still, they're still really big. So the singer is, he's super political, like libertarian. So we had like, we did like an election show where we didn't talk music at all. We just literally like the day before we put out the day before the election and just talked all about politics. Um, yeah, so um, you know, and I, I just interviewed the ex bass player from Fear Factory. Oh yeah, what Christian. happened to those guys? Are those guys still big? Fear Factory? Not as big as they were, but basically they're going through a big band split where basically half the band had a mutiny against the other half, so they're like suing each other. It's real fucking mm. messy. What like for uh, rights to the music? To the name? And, oh, ba- wow. Basically, half the band. It's like the Dead Kennedys. Yeah, where they own the band equally, so they can't. Mm. And since it's equally split, it's a four piece. The two guys can't legally just cut them out, you know. Because let's say it was three against one, then they could they could cut someone out, or they but they they still owe. When they the two guys had the mutiny, they had to pay the other guys like part of their what, the money they were bringing in, mm. and they didn't pay it. And then that was a big thing. So I don't want to get too much into it. It was brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was brother against cousin Danzig against <laughs> misfit. <laughs> yeah, Danzig ran into some of those problems, but I know what yeah. uh, the Dead Kennedys kept on touring with the new singer as yeah. the Dead Kennedys, and then Jello had to like tour under a different band name. Yeah, we played with uh, that Dead Kennedys in. Uh, we opened for Machine Head in Europe. We did two, we did two and a half months 
in Europe from wow. October, busy from beginning of October to Christmas. And the first show we played this festival in, I think, Belgium, and the Dead Kennedys headlined. Oh, nice! It was pretty sick. Kind of cool. It was cool. Wow, wow, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's an interesting thing. So you're four episodes into it. Yeah. Um, wait, are you on? That? So you're on iTunes, I imagine. There. Yeah. Don't go to the comedy category. Don't go too yeah. many, too yeah. many. You know, no. everybody out here. Throw a rock, yeah. you'll hit a comedy yeah. podcast. Well, here's the thing. Even a, a modest guy like myself is charting in the in the music category. You know, look so who's charting? I'm charting, baby. <laughs> I didn't look, expect to chart. Look who's charting too. <laughs> look who sharted. I look guess. who's I'll be right back. Look, <laughs> look who sharted, guys. Seriously. Um, that's a, but that that is kind of cool though. I give give you big props for that because I mean it's to, to get noticed, especially in this day and age with all the podcasts that are up there, you know, that are available on, on iTunes to chart on there is actually a pretty big deal. Well, the thing is, you have you have to. I think it's the same thing with. The writing I do, the same thing with the music, is that it's as long as you have your little click, you know, then I'm I'm fine, you know. Your niche, and, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, there is we are in the maelstrom of white noise of content, and that counts for and that. So no matter what you do, you are in competition with everything out there, and it's at your product if it's great, and if you work it and you market it well, it will find an audience. You know, I mean at, at, at it's not a meritocracy in that in that respect, but I think great things. And that thing is, there's we're in the the realm of the good, meaning there is so much good stuff. It's the great stuff that penetrates or, over top, and how do you know? And that's yeah. kind of figuring that out. But the way I look at it, it's it's my personal expression. If you want to know who kind of I am, then I have all these mediums where you can find out about. Well, here's what hey, I think you got like ten me. bands. You got one podcast, mm. probably starting like five mm. more. Oh, yeah, very ambitious fellow we got mm. over here. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, when I was optimistic about podcasting before the weight <laughs> of the world just shattered my belief system. But hey, you know, I, I think it's great. Just keep doing it for another few years, then you'll hate the medium just as much as we do. Um, the other thing too, what I noticed about podcasting is like in the beginning, yeah, like you can go out and put effort into it and do all, do all your shows, and then you turn around and you see like Michael Ian Black and fucking Zach Galifianakis have a podcast where they eat chips and fart and microphones and they're like number two comedy yeah. Yeah. that's kind of how it works in the comedy podcast well, so that's why you need to realm. be spending the rest of your day getting famous <laughs> and then that that makes the podcast big that's that, that's why I brought Harrison on board yeah this guy <laughs> I'm gonna ride that rocket the fame rocket yeah I'm uh, you know I'm at least three steps from homelessness yeah so, <laughs> so what, we've, you know, what we've heard the only, only way to go is up I'm just waiting for him to like put on a diaper, get a shotgun, and try to go after Trump. Man. Then, then this will be the most famous podcast that uh, that anyone knows of. Yeah. I'd probably more likely try <laughs> to take out some of the uh, other comedy podcasters. Just drive down Franklin Avenue, <laughs> right past that theater down there, pull out and shoddy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's all you have to Boom do. Just body right by UCB. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's where they all oh, hang yeah. out. Um, no, it's it's a good medium though, and what's kind of cool about it now compared to how it used to be, it's like you you know you can actually just do this at home. It's like being in a band, like we were just talking about. It. It's like you can fucking you don't even need a band anymore. You just well, record like five tracks yourself. Well, I'll tell you what, doing this and the same thing with the writing, I don't have to rely on anyone. Yeah, I can just do it by myself. I just go and you know, and with a band like I have this band Vegas Nerve, where everyone's on the opposite side of the country, and everything 
is like pulling teeth because you need you mm. have all these different moving parts. You need a bunch of coordination just to do the simplest thing. In this, I don't have to ask anyone. I don't have to call anyone. I have to get yeah. approval. I just do it and then I put it out, and then people care about it. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of, it's that's like, cool. It's like oh, that's I have control over this, and there's no you know, listen, and hopefully it gets to the point where I can monetize it, yeah, yeah. make it make it a business. You know, I've you know writing. I started. I did that because I wanted to do it, and eventually someone started paying me to do it. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know. At the at the forefront, it was just like having kind of personal agency over your creative outlets. Yeah, no, Whereas that, to a, do this, thing. sometimes D will have to just pull me out of like a Malaysian crack house. Yeah, I'll uh, have to go track the guy down just to yeah. do the show. You know, where are the, the Malaysian crack houses? Uh, they're in uh, historic Malaysia town. Oh, <laughs> yeah, just go down there. <laughs> Great food, by the way, over in yeah. Malaysia yeah. town. Yeah. Excellent food. Great crack. Um, mm. Speaking of uh, Malaysian crack houses, have you mm. heard about his new um, vocation? No. You heard, you heard about this? That's one of my favorite things about Harrison because each week you're like, so Harrison, what are you doing for money? Because, you know, he's employed. It's like, yeah. what do you, and it's always some kind of new zany job. It's all, mm. we could almost have a sitcom about this. We could. You know, we could. Yeah. But this, this might be my favorite one yet. Okay. Why don't you uh, enlighten us? I'm going to be fucking Santa Claus. Mall Santa. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. I'm serious. Oh, fuck yourself. Yeah, I'm serious. Were you inspired this looks by that so bu- shady. I'm were looking you, at you right I, now. Oh, yeah. like, were you inspired by that bus bench stop outside for, for Bad Santa 2? I mean, yes. That, is that, that did, what made you do it? Because I didn't pursue this job. It was offered to me. Does and I was like, well? and I, it does actually. It pays, and it's in cash. So How much? All, you know. I'm, fuck you. How much? I'm, I'm, de- telling- I'm just curious. Yeah. Okay, what's the rate, salary range or hourly uh, it's, pay? It's, it's, okay, Santa? it's not as much as I made when I worked at a Silicon Valley company, okay? Yeah, but is the- it over, over minimum wage? Is it over Oh, like yes, eight- it's well over minimum wage. Oh, and that's there's cool. tips. And there's tips. Do you have to wear a fat suit? Because you're not a yeah, big, I have to a big wear, guy. I, I got fitted for the thing. I got. I have, well, what is it? Is it like a jolly fat guy? Yeah, it's guy? like a pregnancy looking. Do they uh, uh, do they profile for the job? Like if you don't have no. the look. Like like if you don't like uh, listen, you don't have the look for the uh, for the yeah. job. You don't have. Hey, you know she doesn't have this. You don't have the stamina. Yeah. And you don't have the look for the Santa Claus. So like if I show up yeah. and looking all you know because I'm 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 biracial guys. I'm I'm ethnically. Uh, ambiguous. You know, so if I show up there, he's, like, nah. he's a African. That's right. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. well, well, they be like, nah, man, you don't, you, you, like, you don't fit the bill. <laughs> well, no, if you're going to the, but if you're going to the mall in Inglewood, yeah, you do fit the bill. I do. Yeah, yeah. Black Santa. I don't know. I'm, I'm. Listen, I'm. You know, even the yeah, brothers, even, 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 even the brothers might be like, listen, we can't have this high yellow motherfucker. Up here. <laughs> you know, we need a, we need a real brother up in here, yeah. right? You know, so wait, do you have to go through training? Like, what kind of qualifications no. do you have to be? A, you're not even you're not even Christian. You're like, don't even celebrate Christmas. No, no. Santa, did they tell you Santa that? Ain't well, guess what? Guess well, he's what? An elf, Santa, but Santa you... ain't real. I don't even got an elf. <laughs> I'm, you know. So wait, what, tell me about the interview process. Did you? There was no interview process. They just hired you Lenora, on the spot. Lenora hooked it up for me somehow. I can't believe they didn't meet you and be like, ask you a couple questions. Well, I about went. Your I went there. I got fitted for the suit. They didn't ask me anything about my background. They're just like, yeah, you, you know. No drug test? Nope. Nothing? Because I assure you I'm going to be heavily fucking medicated <laughs> when I do this shit. They don't have a pedophile screening or nothing? Yeah. They, no, a, they didn't. It's really disturbing. That blows yeah. my mind. And he's like, and, and the guy's, the guy's explaining to him, he's like, he's like, now, they're sitting on your knee. We don't say lap. We don't say lap. We say knee. Sit on your knee. It is the knee. Although apparently the guy who did it last year got Dita Von Tess to sit on his lap, so that happened. Hey, wait, well, okay. her, you want to sit on your lap. 
Yeah, yeah, kids yeah. Need <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dita yeah. lap. So wait, do they but, tell you what you got to do? Like they give you an instructional video or something? No. The, I, the guy told me, yeah, he's like, yeah, you just wave at people and you have to always be in character and, you know. Okay, what happens and, if a kid shits on you and there's or pisses way, on you? You got to deal with it. Wow. You got to deal with it. But the thing is, is that there's certain things they were telling me, there's certain things you can say to get more tips. Okay. Right? So if you're like... Now, uh, what you know, if you want this gift, what do you, you have to do is, you know. Is that you your gotta, Santa Claus voice? Do your yeah. fucking Santa Claus Yeah, yeah I want to so, hear this. Uh, Dance, monkey. Oh, little boy, what you, ho, 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 Merry Christmas, I'm Santa Claus. <laughs> you sound like a retarded Mr. Now Rob. I'm Krampus, <laughs> now, the I can evil see you god that. of Christmas. <laughs> so wait, do, do, do you have to like tell the kid like, hey, you know, if you're a good kid, yeah, you I'm going to wash this, it. You got to wash the dishes. You know, you gotta start washing the dishes. Uh, maybe if you clean up your room, and if you really start, you know, like, and then the parents are like, "Yeah," and they give you money afterwards. This is oh, how that's it works. how you get that's a how tip. You get tips. Yeah. So wait, so you so like fill like, the kid full of lies? No, you, you, no, you, you indoctrinate just, the kid so that he does. He's good boy. You have to make a good children for the parents, and the parents are like, "Thank you." Yeah, I think this silly. is sinister. Yeah, now, this is sinister. Now you're Eddie's made... washing the dishes. You know, because you gotta sit, sit the kid down and be like, "Look, look Timmy, I'm not gonna bullshit you." You're not pulling your fucking weight, all right? <laughs> so you got to you got to really you you got to really come to Jesus here and and get with it or you're out, all right? In order to get we'll a tip, we'll replace you with a blonde kid. In order to get a tip, you got to scare this kid into obeying his parents. Yo, yeah. That's that's that doesn't sound like good parents. Well, back in the day, though, they was just you know just to whoop your ass. You know, <laughs> that's how they you know now you're not allowed to do that. So you got to have you know you got to get a Santa fucking. Did did you believe in Santa? Like, I was the last person to not to like believe in Santa. Like I was so behind the ball. I was all on board. <laughs> like, uh, and even, what on the Santa train? You were like oh, down yeah, to what yeah. to what age? Like eighteen? Oh, uh, you know, twenty-seven. No, uh, <laughs> no. I mean, de- definitely late. I was one of. The, I was late bloomer with everything. Like, I was like the last person to get my driver's license. Like I said, I lived with my grandmother until I was sixty-seven years oh, old. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say <laughs> um, that's weird. Uh, yeah. So I was. You know, the thing is, I really liked being a kid. You know, like I was like, I, I, you don't want to let it go. No, I just really, there's all that fantastical shit. Just believing crazy shit about like, you know, that, that your GI Joes were real and you, and you know, I was hanging out with fucking Indiana Jones and you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> what did you, you never believed any of that. Did you Santa Claus? Did your family celebrate Christmas? Born yeah. 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 So did you believe in it? Yeah. Up so what age? So when point. did you realize? I don't remember I... what age, but it was pretty early. It was like at one point I was like, "Wait a minute!" In the same, like literally exactly the same process that led me to believe that there isn't a god, because it's like, how can he visit every house in America in one oh, okay. night? So just it logically, just, logistically, it, sense. it makes no sense. So I was like, "That's impossible. This is mm. bullshit, and it's upsetting me." Yeah, you know, as um, a as a Jewish you know, kid, I was actually yeah. quite jealous that uh, that they had this guy that would come over, go down chimneys, and deliver shit to you. And I was just like, this kind of bullshit. I remember asking my mom. My dad was a rabbi, and I asked my mom, and and uh, she was like, oh, it's not real. It's just the Christians. That's mm. it's your, just their parents giving the gifts. Well, you know, the Jews in England they celebrate Christmas. Do they? Yeah, the, my my family there. They're all they're, Jews. They're they celebrate Christmas because no, they're, no, no, fake dude. Jews. In the United Kingdom, they would Christ, get kicked out of the club. Christmas is not a religious holiday. It's like a national holiday. You know, it's a different situation. It's like, not. Yeah. A, I I like it Christmas. Is, I'm, I'm an atheist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I to me, Christmas is an American holiday. It's or whatever. Yeah. It's just a, it's a it's a cultural holiday. Is like, yeah, religion is like I don't see the, mm. just. The, 
Get a fucking tree. That's right. Just get a tree. So when when do you start? Go see Charlie Brown. I start. When do you start? I start right after Thanksgiving. And how many days a week? I'm doing it like four days a week. I'm so going to wear a disguise and go to the mall. But is this your come? No, no, hold on. Is this your full time job or is it a part time? Just like extra money? No, I'll be doing. I'll be doing it in March. It's part. It's full time forever. No, no, no. It's just. It's just four days a week until seasonal. And yeah, it's seasonal until Christmas. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go in disguise though, and I'm gonna film it. Yeah, and then like get a plant to go in there and make mm. you freak out. I have an idea. I have an idea. Viral. So you have like Mike Rowe, Dirty Jobs. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. That great show. Harrison, Zany Jobs. Zany Ooh, Jobs. Yeah. New I mean, to TLC. Been, I like this. Zany, I've been. A, I've been a fisherman. I've been a, a haunted house actor. I've been a fucking uh, ice cream man. Process server. Process server. Yeah. I've been. A, I've done a lot the, of shit. Santa. Is this the first yeah. time you've ever like gone into Santa territory? Yeah. This is. It? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, it's real. Real. The future's looking real bright. What if they told you that uh, we don't have a Santa position, but you can wear an elf costume? Would you have done the elf? No. Really? Oh, wait, you're, no. you're too good to be an elf. I'm too good to be an elf. That's wow. Right. That's God. right. Even I don't hate myself Look that much. <laughs> you know, to be a fucking elf. <laughs> You know, well, I'm uh, I'm interested in hearing some mall stories. Do you think you're going to end up being able to uh, shag any of the uh, the chicks that work at any of the stores, like JC Penney's? Um, I'm hoping so. Yeah, there's, there's there's a real fine looking lady at Patagonia. You know, maybe <laughs> at Wetzel's maybe pretzels yeah, down, yeah, yeah. down 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 yeah. down the way there. Auntie Anne's pretzels, <laughs> fucking. I just I can't wait to hear mm. the first time when one of the dads wants to just. You know, just punch you in the face. Right. Because you said something that's really offensive. Well, because apparently a lot I'm of... I'm giving you two weeks, yeah. <laughs> which I think is generous. Well, how long... What do you say, Doc? How long do you think he's going to last? Listen, this guy is a working man, mm-hmm. all right? He's going to go in there. He's going to do his fucking job, you know? And his snarky humor, the kids won't mm-hmm. get it. It's going to go right over their head. And he's going to do what he has to do. I believe in this man, all right? So you think he's going to last the whole season? I think this guy is a real American, all right? He's the real America right here. All right. Hmm. That's true. I want to. I want to hear. You know, the, listen, I want to hear caller feedback. All I'm a survivor. Listen. All of his dignity. <laughs> you know. He just put that aside. Yeah. He said, "I don't." You know. It's like you know. No. Just. I'm gonna do this. You know. He doesn't care. No yeah. self-respect. This guy. You know. Santa. That, that's what men do. I think when you've hit like the nadir <laughs> of of human existence, when you're that low, you know, hanging yeah. out in the box car with that's the right. hobos at the Malaysian that's, that's uh, whorehouse. Right. I think at that point, you can only go up. I need to hit rock bottom. That's right. You know? But at the same time, Santa Claus is, you know, an immortal demigod. Yeah. So, you know? I think they would. I, I, if I was running the mall, I would have cast you as Krampus and been yeah. like, you know, the kids that, you know, aren't stand, you know, cooperating right. in line and are being little dicks. They don't get to sit on Santa's lap. They got to go over to Krampus' house. Right. You know, and it's just evil. I, I probably would have cast you as that. But hey, you know what? I think you can pull off Santa. It was a good picture you sent me. I'm going to post that picture that you sent me okay. in your Santa suit on yeah. the site. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. I, he's like, you got to put rouge on your nose and your cheeks. I'm like, oh, I, right. I, I don't look like enough of a drunk, apparently. <laughs> like, I have to I look just, like more of a drunk. I can't believe they don't give you like a guide, a guidebook on how to act and what to do. It's, you know, it, you could figure it's, it out. It's not rocket science, you I know? suppose. Do you have a little uh, uh, black midget elf guy? No, they Why you gotta be black midget? <laughs> I'm just saying bad yeah. Santa. I'm but just yeah. saying. All right, yeah. come on, man. Yeah. Come All on, right, man. do you have a, a white midget? <laughs> I have no midgets. <laughs> no dwarves? Dwarves. You, do you have an elf that's gonna be your, no. your who's moving the kids to yeah, you? Yeah, I, I, I have a... I like have a um, steering the children? 
I have a halfling, and I have a, an, a half orc uh, giant. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's so good. we're gonna we're going we're going on a quest. It'll be great. All right, mm. I give you two weeks, but we'll two see weeks. what happens. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I might. It'll, it'll. You know, I need something to get me out of the house. Right. <laughs> this is an excuse to get me out of the house, dude. So. You should serve uh, your your process thing in dude, Santa suit. I was thinking about it. I was like, Can you do that? Timmy, you've been served. Um, like, it, I would do it if I had some, you know, a way to, you know. Yeah, sure. I'm just saying, like, go knock on people's. Who's not going to open the door for fucking Santa? Oh. That's what I'm saying. If, like, I'm like, oh, shit, Santa's I was out yeah, here. I'm not, I'm not opening that door. You weren't opening it's, not my, door. it's not my suit, though. Oh, but, um, yeah, you know, maybe yeah. you could buy one. Who knows? Mm. Uh, people, this is episode 559 here. 559 is sick and wrong. Uh, we have news coming up next um, and phone calls after that. But before, uh, before we get to any of this, here's a word from Adam and Eve. Ah, the holidays. It's snowing outside, the fire is crackling, and there's a big jar of unused lube on your nightstand. And that can only mean one thing. It's December. Yes, that time of year that we celebrate Christ's alleged birth with the purchase of a shiny brand new dildo at AdamEve.com. And if you use coupon code DIDDLE on your order, you'll get 50% off your first purchase, three free adult DVDs, and a free gift. Show your loved ones you still care and cram a brand new dildo down their holiday road. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E, like priests do to altar boys. Hallelujah. So we got a few stories uh, to get to here. Some good ones this week, actually. Um, the first one came in from Melissa. She goes, I bet Harrison has tried this technique. Love you guys, Melissa. Mm. Um, you know, Melissa, I wouldn't doubt it. I bet you Harrison probably has tried this, but uh, I don't know how well it worked out for him. Okay. Um, have you ever hypnotized a woman? I haven't, no. I yeah, haven't. you've never tried that. I have never tried it. I just could picture you just it would go got, horribly awry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She like thinks she's a wildebeest or something. I, I, I've, I've thought about that, but I've, I have yet to encounter a woman with that fantasy. Like to, the, to be, the, the hypnosis or the, even the fake hypnosis fantasy, which is also a thing. It's a thing. That's a that's a thing. That's a, a fetish. Thing. Oh yeah, it's a fetish. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Fake fake hypnosis. What? Just yeah. like so. Give them. Hypnosis, it's like a domination kind of thing. Hypno- like, yeah, hypnosis and like throat. Fr- uh, fr- what do they call it? Frauderism. No, no, not frauderism. <laughs> you fucking. <laughs> you Dude. little fucker. No, freezing. You know where it's like ah, uh, she's frozen in in she's frozen like she's frozen in mid step. And that's, then and then the guys like just touching her and she's frozen. So they that, she's pretending that's weird. to be frozen. Yeah, yeah. What happened? Just fucking. You don't even want to go that route with him. Mm. <laughs> I'm no, saying, no. Why can't y'all just fuck? You know what I'm saying? What 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 is this? Because white people do weird shit. Yeah, they is do. That what it, is yeah. it just boring? Just walking. around? I think just white people just, get too bored. Just not mm. being harassed by police. You just yeah. Like, damn. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, damn. When we get pulled over. We sometimes get a citation. Usually yeah. it's just like, don't do this again. Then we get to yeah. go. Oh no, you know? man. We need drama. We need drama in other ways so we can just being gamefully being gamefully employed. It's just boring right just the product shows up every week <laughs> having two no plus excitement kids. no i mean you know just having a even not having a job having a job i mean unless i'm like getting a hand job from a clown in like a jc penny dressing room which could happen you know <laughs> very I'm just, soon i'm not it's not really doing it for me life All isn't right. really working hey, for do me. do you think a lot of yeah. women have the santa fetish i fucking hope not because i bet a lot of gay men do 
I mean, oh, I've read God. about that. A lot of gay men, like in the Castro. I hope no one would... has the Santa fetish. Why would you have a Santa fetish? No, I'm just saying, like, like I've read that a lot of dudes mm. like get off on raping Santa. So you better be mm. careful. <laughs> <laughs> raping Santa? Yeah, like it's a thing. It's like uh... this guy That's brought be... you joy. <laughs> yeah. He brought you fucking joy and presents, and you want to pay him back by raping him? That's that's a thing. It's what like is, yeah. you know, that's going to be the the title of my new memoir. Raping Santa. Raping Santa. <laughs> well, I think it's the coming Andrew to terms. I think it's coming to terms with being betrayed by your parents. Because you thought all this time mm. that that was you know this guy, and they told you these lies, and then you realize everything's a lie, so you just rape him. Yeah, and that's... you can't rape him to death because he's immortal. Yeah, so the war on Christmas is real. Mm. <laughs> I think that's the takeaway. So uh, this story, hip, uh, this lawyer actually used hypnosis mm. on his female clients and uh, sexually assaulted them. Here, an Ohio divorce attorney who used in-office meetings to put female clients into a trance so he could sexually assault them without them remembering. Mm is headed to prison after one of his victims actually recorded a session. That, that, that's the first, I guess, uh, I don't, warning point for me, the first red flag, is if my lawyer that I'm going to is just like, mm. let's try this new technique. I want you to be calm. And then starts like pulling out the little like uh, pendant. I would be yeah. like, okay, what, what's going on here? What are you trying to do? The thing is, sometimes just having game, you know what I'm saying? When you just got that, you know what I'm saying? Brother Smooth got that game. That is a form in itself of hypnosis. You're like, I don't know. He just, he just had, you know, you know, every time you, it works and you take, you know, you, you know, when you're single and you take a girl home, you know, you didn't meet that. Isn't that in a way a form of hypnosis? No. I guess well, I can see no. that. I mean, I mean, mm. you're not bending they, her to you're your not, will. They look at you the next day and like, but are yeah, you why spinning, did I do that? Are you spinning a spiral umbrella in their face? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> that's different. But no, I mean, but that's, that's dumb. Because like, I feel like as a divorce attorney, you're already in a pretty good position to bang some broads, right? That's what I'm saying. These what girls the are going fuck? through a divorce. You get them like, you know, a huge alimony or support yeah. payment. You're going to get, you're going to end up getting laid. But this guy, I mean, he's a married man. His name is Michael Fine. He pled guilty in September to assaulting at least six clients. Um, he saw other charges against but him But what dropped. was he doing? You think he was just like a little titty grab or is he like pussy grab? There's uh, definitely some uh, some uh, Trump techniques like going butt, on here. Like a butt push, you know, just like like not like grabbing the booty, but just like kind of taking your finger and then pushing Push, pushing, pushing in the, in the soft. Mm. I don't like, think he actually he pushing that cushion. Was he, was he booty hole touching? I don't think he actually had sex, but there was definitely okay. some uh, diddling diddling. <laughs> or going do you think on he here. like took that thing? Like I said before, he just take his balls and just graze it on the forehead. Mm. You know, just like real <laughs> yeah. soft. You know, just yeah. give him. So, yeah. You know, just like you know, therapeutically. <laughs> Ball grazing like across her nose while she's just teabagging. Like when you like when you're driving through the car wash, yeah. and then this thing slowly <laughs> go over your windshield. Are you just saying yeah. you would just like yeah. do a teabag, like a really graceful teabag? I'm just trying to say, like, think, but think, like, like I said, this is fucked up. All right, we know this. This is, you know, apparently that's the theme of the show. I, I heard the title. Um, <laughs> I don't know but, where that came from. But you, <laughs> this is serious. so you have someone hypnotized. And then you're like, all right, they're good. All right, what I'm going in. You they're going to do something, yeah. What do you, I mean, like, that's, first off, I think, it, you know, this is like the Bill Cosby thing. They could get laid normally, but they like the idea of, the of, power. Oh, they want to the take it. yeah. They're like, I want you to struggle. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, that's the, the fucked up but shit. But the thing is with Cosby, though, it's like Cosby's technique. He's giving you a roofie. You're going to pass out, and you're not going to remember anything. Yeah. And you're not going to wake up. 
hypnosis? I just don't trust it. Yeah, but don't you tell them? Yeah, but this should... this, you will not remember this, and they don't remember yeah, it. Yeah, but I don't trust that. But I this trust guy, the roofie more than that. This guy makes Cosby seem like a fucking rank amateur, though. Well, this know? guy's like Dr. Strange yeah, compared yeah, yeah, to Cosby, yeah, yeah. you know? So, Jesus. So this dude, um, he's actually been disbarred over this and has to register as a two-tier... You don't tier say. Tier two sex offender. You don't now. say. No, <laughs> here, um, here's something interesting. So uh, th- this is on Bill Maher, the guy who created Dilbert went to school for hypnosis. That guy's, oh. that guy's a crazy right-wing but, nutball. No, he's not. No, he's not. Isn't he? No. That, I've, I've read that guy's like kind of insane. No, no, no. He was, he's really cool. He was on, uh, he was on uh, Bill Maher. He's he, kooky. He, pre- he is kooky. He pre- no, but he predicted Trump's victory because he said, because he studied hypnosis, that Trump uses all the, t- the tools of persuasion. So he's Part like- of the deal. Yeah, no, well, no, it's like... Well, he didn't write Art of the Dead. No, but like like all the shit, like like that, you know, him hit the phrases and the, ke- yeah. you know, all the stuff that to like, you know, the, the elites, the liberals were like, he's so stupid, but it's all like, he's actually a genius. He's like a cult leader. He's like tricking people into falling right. into a, a, a swirl of, of hypnosis. Well, Karl Rove did the same shit. So you did know, Hitler. Job creator. Yeah, you know, no, it's they like came the up same with that. populist that rhetoric, that you know, throwing pretty, out that yeah. stuff. I'm an outsider. Yeah. I'm an anti-establishment guy, and it's like they built mm. it, built this up. We're talking about hypnosis, yeah, mass hypnosis. You know what I'm saying? C O N conspiracy. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I love hypnosis. Hypnosis yeah. is terrific, mm-hmm. a terrific, terrific thing. MK Ultra Project Pegasus, all of it. So, um, one of his uh, clients here. She says she went to Michael Fine with help in getting out of a terrible and abusive situation. She paid him to help her. He used my trust in his position as my attorney to gain information about my vulnerabilities. He then used that information not only to protect and defend me, but also to manipulate, hurt, and take advantage of me. And uh, so what, what he did here is, is interesting. He would advise his clients, female clients, uh, to sit in a chair and practice breathing exercises in a form of meditation. He then, uh, so this one, this was an unsuccessful uh, attempt here. Uh, she was a would-be victim. She said that he unsuccessfully tried to hypnotize her by telling her to focus on his voice while he counted down from 10. Mm. So he didn't use like the umbrella or like the little jewel or something. And then he later asked if her arms felt weightless. She was unsure if he was successful during subsequent meetings, ostensibly set to discuss her divorce case, which she said uh, she felt like the whole thing was just a waste of time. But I don't think she thought anything nefarious was going on. She was just like, ah, I'm just done. But that was intentional. He says, you only recollect what we were talking about your case until we see each other tomorrow. But she didn't remember anything else. She was the one who recorded it. Um, no, this was another one of the victims. The other victim, who has not been named publicly here, she decided to record her meetings with Fine after she left his office and noticed her bra had been adjusted. Hmm. And her vaginal area was, was wet. Oh. So he was turning these girls on. Oh, like believe me, this wasn't just like I mean, he was. Listen, if you, he if was you can make inducing a arousal, if you can make a motherfucker think they're a giraffe, you can make him think yeah. that they're fucking Brad Pitt. All right. <laughs> so I guess there were like telltale signs, you know, of, well, of you they, know, like, but they, they why were, I came out of the lawyer's office and I'm like my neck was covered in pre cum. <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> well, that's what I'm wondering if if any of this was happening because I've heard dentists do the same kind of thing. They put they put someone under. And then next thing you know, you you wake up and like yeah. Dennis have been been you know um, they've been charged with uh, sexual assault but after. Does it happen vice versa? Like, is there a dude that is like just at the dentist and next thing he wakes up and the nurse is sucking his dick? Does that ever happen? <laughs> it's only I think that I think the the common denominator here is that dudes are, are terrible. Oh is yeah, that, they're they're yeah. they're vile creatures. Pretty, they're know? vile think, creatures. Yeah. You know. 
Um, so this this victim here said she was afraid to go to the police because she didn't think she'd be taken seriously, which is, I think, mm. very understandable. Right. Uh, but she grew, grew concerned about it. So that's when she began recording her, her meetings. And uh, But at the same time, at the end of the uh, the meetings, all she could remember mm. just the legal matters. So then she played the tape back, and she says on it was a sexually charged discussion between her and the lawyer, during which Fine said he will give her the most amazing pleasure she's ever had, and he would build her towards a massive orgasm, mm. is a quote. At one point he said... He would bill her? Build. Oh, build. okay. Yeah. I was like, well, that's a lawyer. Okay. He's not a Jewish attorney. Yeah. Um, at one point he said uh, she was soaking wet, and he was her teacher, and you are my student but when mm. she wakes up when she comes to all she remembers is like oh we discussed the it's case like that george michael song I'm, yeah. I'm kind of turned on right now this is exciting i'm like <laughs> yeah. picturing this shit this yeah. is like some uh what was that fucking movie with the uh the the snm Oh wait, se- secretary. the secretary. Yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever that dumb bullshit. They, yeah. Someone needs to write a, a, a romance about novel the hypnotist. About yeah, I can right. see though that. It, though it must be hard to go to the cops because it's like you know I've been sexually assaulted. Well, who do you know who did it? My attorney, Dr. Amazo. You know, like, <laughs> what the fuck? In, yeah. in one recording, Fine reportedly instructed her to have an orgasm and said that she was she was being made love to by the world's most greatest lover. <laughs> it's like straight up Fabio. He's like, uh, yeah. you know, you were having sex with Fab- Fabio. Mm. So after listening to the tapes, the uh, police officer suggested that she cancel their next meeting. Like, yeah, maybe you don't mm. want to go back yeah. there. But prosecutors sent her in one more time wearing audio and video recording equipment. Fine immediately put her into a trance, and after preparing to assault her again, police busted into the room and arrested him. Caught him in the act. Hmm. So uh, now he pled guilty to hypnotizing and assaulting at least six clients, and um, yeah, and he's going to be going to jail. Uh, but it's interesting to me because I, I never thought hypnosis could be that effective. Have you ever have you ever actually been under uh, hypnosis? Have you ever been hypnotized? No. no I think. Only certain people are susceptible to it. I think so too. I you think know, you have to have a suggestive mindset. Me, I'm a motherfucking nonconformist all day. Too cynical. You know? Like for example, well, no, like for example, like I'm I go to a lot of rock shows and metal shows, and they always try like everyone put your hands in the air, wave yeah. them like you just don't care, <laughs> jump around, get down, <laughs> get out the seat, clap real hard, like and and you know, and some people are like, yes, I'll do it, and, and if you say it with convincingly enough, people kind of do what you say, and I'm like. Motherfucker, I ain't no dog. I don't fetch, right? <laughs> but if if the person was wearing a Santa suit, though, fuck a Santa. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm for I'm for everybody wants to fuck a Santa all of a sudden. Nah. You know, uh, on the show a while ago, I went to Vegas with uh, this is my sister's best friend's birthday party, her thirtieth, and mm. uh, my sister's husband. I was actually hypnotized by this guy. If you're ever in Vegas, you want to see a good hypnotism show. This guy's an adult-themed hypnotist. His name's Anthony Cools, and he does it at the Paris. This mm. dude's pretty good. Mm. And uh, he will come out. So he, he'll go. He'll have like a few people that volunteered, and they'll be up on stage. But then he'll walk around the room, and he'll be doing his whole hypnotist thing, like you're feeling calm and counting back. And he'll just mm. pick people from the audience who he knows will be, uh, will be good. Mm. He brings them all up on stage, and he walks through, and he like says a couple things. And it's like, you know, sit down, sit down, sit down. My sister's husband stayed. He had him stay. He had that dude fucking a chair, like doggy style. I mean, it was just like Jared didn't even like, mm. didn't even question it. That's hilarious. And at one point, he was standing behind him, and he put his mic like on his shoulder. He goes, "That's my penis. Mm. It's a very heavy, large penis. I'm hung like you know Ron Jeremy." And like Jeremy is like, you know, I was grossed out because I thought the guy had his dick on my shoulder, but I just you know was like, okay, well you know he's he can do whatever he wants. So you know, I've seen it. And uh, the, I don't think it would work on me either because I'm just too skeptical. But I, it does work on certain people. But I'll tell you what, I won't. I wouldn't volunteer. 
No, know? fuck no. I'm gonna need that. You know what? I might say it won't happen to me, but guess what? You know, it's like a listen. It could be like a bad LSD trip where you where you do one thing and next thing you know, you you see Smurfs and shit forever. So yeah. it's, there's so there could be. I'm saying there could be some fucking residue. From the hypnosis, that's some shit that changes you forever, and then you can't find a dude to undo the shit he did. So I wouldn't. Yeah, you're you know, gonna leave, and it's right. gonna be end. If, yo, listen, I want to fuck a chair. I'm gonna do it of my own volition. <laughs> mm. So wait, did, did, have you ever point. have you ever been around a hypnotist or somebody who knows what they're doing with that? No, I have no. not. I have not. And I think maybe this might be your new thing. Maybe that should be my new thing. Yeah. Yeah. Santa hypnotist. Right. <laughs> it could work. No, anyway. that Dilbert motherfucker made me want to learn how to do hypnotists. I'm telling you, that guy's mm. a fucking weirdo. Yo, I read I an article about this dude. Because then you could just feel like, you know, you... You, you you know you suggest this, something to people but you also put a uh, like a post hypnotic suggestion to like leave all your doors unlocked <laughs> and I'll come in and you won't notice me and I'll steal your television set. Evil you know? hypnotist. Yeah. It could work. What do you have here for the next story? Well, Richard sends us in. He says, pretty gnarly, fucking horrible way to go. That's what he said. Uh, so, man's body dissolved by Yellowstone Hot Spring after seeking place to swim. Yeah, this, is, this is straight Darwin Award territory here. Yeah, yeah. Um, Colin Scott, 23 years old, was looking for a hot pot to swim in with his sister. Rescuers concluded that extreme heat and acidity dissolved his remains. So let's delve into this for a little bit. Save money on the funeral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. I'll say yeah. Where he at? That, he gone, man. He gone. <laughs> that, nigga, that, nigga, that nigga gone. Yeah. Yeah, we buried his hat. We, we don't, there's nothing left. We don't have anything. Uh, an Oregon man who died and dissolved after falling into a boiling acidic hot spring at Yellowstone National Park last June uh, had been looking for a place to swim. How how old is this man? Twenty three, twenty three years old. Yep. You should know better than to get to walk off the trail. Yeah, because I'm sure it's blocked off. Oh, he was signs? hiking. He was hiking yeah. in a prohibited section of the park with his sister Sable. 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 Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking hippies. They were homeschooled. Yeah, they yeah. were definitely homeschooled. Definitely homeschooled. Yeah. Uh, when Scott fell into a spring, quote, hot spring, quote, and did not get out, unquote. Uh, yeah. So. Deputy Chief Ranger Laurent Vares, that's a great name. It is. Laurent Vares told a local news station the pair were searching for a place to hot pot the illegal practice of swimming in one of the park's thermal features. God. So wait, this is the, the thing that people do at Yellowstone. I guess so. Is it Yellowstone or you, you know, Yellowstone? Yellowstone, yeah, Yellowstone yeah. Park. So people go out there to go hot potting. Yeah. Have you ever done that, gone to a hot spring? No. I've been in a sulfur spring. Yeah, and, uh, and why would someone do that? Why would you go in a sulfur? I don't know. I mean, that would just smell awful. It smells bad, but it's 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 nice and warm, and it's uh, it, it it has healing properties. I have a, no, it doesn't. I have, I have a shower. <laughs> it's hot. It's cool. I, yeah. I remember uh, my friend uh, Christy went to somewhere like in the North Bay. She was with yeah. a couple of her girlfriends. They're all hippies when we were in college. They went to like some. I think it was in like uh, God, it's north of San Francisco. But they went to like yeah. some hot spring, and they're just a bunch of hippies. Everyone goes butt naked, and this hippie dude is just standing there talking to them about like hot springs, or whatever. Huge boner. The whole time just looking at them. Sure. And I was like, what do you expect? They're like, oh, I'll never go back there and do it again. I'm like, that's just pretty much what you got to expect. Yeah. Boners. Yeah. Boner. Old hippies with boners. Boners mm -hmm. are okay. 
You know, but yeah, like, I, I don't know if I'd want to be like, you know, butt naked in a hot spring with a bunch of strange, gross hippies with boners. But hey, you know, maybe, listen, maybe people are into it. This whole process, listen, I've, I've never done any of these. I've never gone uh, windsurfing or snowboarding or I've never even really gone camping. Like for real, like I've camped, like working at Coachella, you know, and shit like that. But I've, you know, all this, like, it, you know what, like I went, um, did you guys ever go to the, the, the Nazi ruins? Uh, like at the oh yeah, the, oh, yeah, yeah. You, you can't yeah. go there oh, yeah. anymore though. No, what? Can, I, I thought they uh, bought, they're going to tear it down. No, uh, they can't get a bulldozer down there. That's why they don't tear it. No, down. it's still it's still there. But yeah. I'm saying, but like I went there with my girl, and she's like, you know, trying to like take different ways. Like, yo, I've seen too many horror movies. All right, <laughs> yeah, do yeah. not. I go where the sign says I can go. I'm not trying to die out. You know, <laughs> break my ankle. Yeah. And next thing you know, you get eaten by wolves. All right. I'm. I was born in the city. All right. I don't trust. The, the the natural world, all right? Yeah. There are creatures and yeah. motherfucking monsters are out there, all right? There are real monsters, all right? Wolfmen. Right, was it rhinoceros? That's a monster. Yep. All right? A bear is a monster, okay? Yeah, it's Alligator, scary. There's some scary monster, shit. All right? Pedophiles. I'm ill-prepared. Uh, I don't know how to... I don't have a rifle. I don't know. I don't, know, I don't have a knife. I don't know what I'm doing, all right? And I definitely ain't going in the fucking hot spring. See, that's the thing. If you're in a horror movie, you would not be the black guy that died first. No, I'm too be cautious. Like third, you or third, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, first off, I'd be googling shit. I'd be like, "Where's my Google Maps say where I am?" Mm. You know. So Sable Scott was filming a video of the pair intentionally walking off the uh, Norris Geyser Basin's boardwalk when her brother fell in. The smartphone recorded the moment he slipped and fell into the pool and her efforts to rescue him. There's no cell phone service at the basin, so Sable Scott went back to a nearby museum for help. How how we, would she try to rescue him? He's like being dissolved in a, yeah. a pit of acid. I get it. I, oh. Ooh, mm, yeah, yeah, that's painful. I'm thinking like the final scene of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Right, yeah. Just <laughs> melting. This is awful. Well, question, was this known that there are pits of acid, hot boiling acid at Yellowstone? I this, think that's probably why thing? it's an illegal practice. Yeah. <laughs> why they don't want people doing this. But I feel like that should be the main thing on your website is like yeah. warning... We literally have like you know, like sh- sh- pits from hell here, like on Earth. Like, right. I, didn't, I didn't even know something like that even existed. Well, did, I didn't either. That's did pretty, this guy yeah. like go over there to put yeah. his finger in to see how hot it was, and that's how he fell in? Um, like, I, I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, but don't you think you'd be like ten feet away, being like, "That seems pretty fucking hot." Well, yeah. Why you wouldn't know, you? Well, have it's it? like it's like it's it, they're probably just like don't yeah don't go in near these hot springs, but they don't tell you why. Why don't they build a fence around it? A wall. Oh, or a wall. A wall. Yeah. Yeah. This guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, you know, uh, you, you got the, you get these, they're going off the thing. Like, it's like when a doctor tells you, uh, when they tell you, oh, don't take this medication with alcohol. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it's like, sometimes it's just like, you know, you might get a little buzzed. And sometimes it's like you die choking on your own vomit. They, they won't tell They won't tell you. You yeah. just have to well, guess They also never is. tell you how many you can take before you'll die choking on your yeah, own vomit. Yeah, Because you could like, take two and drink a, th- a yeah. few beers and have a great buzz. Just tell us. It's you good know? time. Anyway, so... Um, <clears throat> oh, my God. Yeah, so the video video officials withheld the video clips. Damn it. Clips I was about to say, that was like, that would release. be a great video of the week. Yeah. Uh, when park officials arrived, portions of Colin Scott's head, upper torso, and hands were visible in the hot spring. Wow. Imagine but the that. rest of his body is just gone. Ah! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Due to the report of the individual not previously visible, 
a lack of movement, suspected extreme temperatures, and indications of several thermal burns, the subject was determined to be deceased. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good guess. Yeah. Good, uh, good to forensic team Deductive here. reasoning there. Yeah. Oh, this is weird. Uh, Park's, Park Ranger wrote that in a report. A V-neck style shirt was visible, he said. And what appeared to be a cross was visible and resting on the subject's face. What? <laughs> what? Wait, the cross? He I was think wearing like a necklace, a cross necklace? And it's resting on his face? I think this park ranger's retarded, to be honest. I, I'm not really sure what's going on. Or are on. they trying to make it seem like it was like Jesus came in the pit and like took him or something? Yeah. Yeah, it took him to, to heaven after that. Yeah, when Jesus takes you to heaven, he burns a cross, yeah, he burns a cross on cross your fucking your, your face. face. With wow. his hand. I imagine the sister must need some counseling after that. Probably, yeah. I mean, it's horrible watching mm. your, like, you know, a sibling mm. die in like a car accident or something. But could you imagine having them just melted in front of you? I mean, I rescuers were unable to safely recover Scott's body due to the volatile thermal area and an incoming lightning storm. I hope she's not like a fry cook or something. When officials returned the following morning, <laughs> what, what, Scott's body was no longer visible. Wow. What's this like, you know, this is old school, like when, because apparently it was a, a big trope in films for years where people would fall into quicksand. Mm, yes. And, that, and apparently that, it was never a real thing. It was just a thing in movies. Oh, wait, you can't, you can't fall in quicksand and just and suffocate? No, it's not that. It's just, it's not really a thing. Like, it's not something that was like, it, it's like one of those things that became almost a, uh, a cultural meme in films and, and pop culture. And then it just, people were repeating the meme, not the idea that people were actually falling in quicksand. It just became kind of a dramatic. Uh, so, are there linchpin. quicksand pits? I mean, I imagine there are, but I just don't think it's something people encounter it's on, common, on, on yeah, a regu yeah. regular basis. I mean, you know, but, you know, if you. I don't know. This just, it just seems like a cartoon. That's yeah. really, that's this does saying. seem like a way like Wile E. Coyote would just actually <laughs> fall into there. And, 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 just, and his yeah. skeleton like climbs or like, out. Or more like an itchy, scratchy kind of thing. That's yeah. what it sounds like to me. Yeah, and I mean, it, the, the, I guess the sister was like, oh, can we get the body back? And it's like, <laughs> it's, it's like, first of all, lady, it's 2,000 degrees and there's a lightning storm coming in. And we're volunteers. Fuck you. You, you know, know? It, it's still kind of a it's 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 still kind of a cool story yeah. about how how'd your brother die? Right, dissolved in a pit of acid. You know the 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 kind of craziest thing for, that's going to come from this though is every mobster within like a thousand mile radius, like this is where we go get rid of the body. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. This is where we go yeah. get, rid, get rid of the body. It's oh, just man. like yeah, no more shallow graves. <laughs> we got a pit of acid. Dude. Yeah, that is a good good idea. Wow. All, all those Colorado... Wait, where the fuck is Yellowstone? I don't even know. Colorado? I think that it's in Colorado and Montana, I oh, think. Okay, right. it? Yeah. yeah that, the, where all the heavy hitters of fucking mafia yeah. is. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's you where, the, that's where yeah. the mafia goes to <laughs> yeah. hide out. But hey, you know, you never know. That's, that's probably where yeah. Hoff is at the bottom of that acid pit. All right, we got one more story. This one's going to be a doc story here. And uh, it's kind of like a rock and roll news, so it's kind of fitting. Yeah, so apparently Vince Neil of Motley Crue was supposed to play the inauguration. Um, so, <laughs> the, <laughs> well, what's funny about this is that made news. Like, I even tweeted that out. I'm like, Vince Neil's gonna play the inauguration because Donald Trump likes to 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 whistle "Girls, Girls, Girls" when he grabs pussy. But then, like, literally 20 minutes later, actually, he's uninvited. He's not playing anymore. Well, well mm -hmm. one thing that definitely signals that you're not a misogynist 
is having Vince Neil. I mean, that's you know, that, you know, bathing, you know. Uh, but anyway, so okay, a dream nightmare of seeing Vince Neil perform at the inauguration of Donald Trump. A dream slash nightmare. Dream slash nightmare. I guess depending on your perspective, <laughs> yeah. how you feel about the early catalog, the John Karabi years. <laughs> you know, Vince Neil just generally as a solo artist since uh, Motley Crue has has dissolved as a band. Uh, so the, the the, that scenario lasted less than 12 hours. As it turns out, Neil has been uninvited. It was reported by Billboard on Friday that Neil and his band, again, to re- reiterate, not Motley Crue, were booked for the inauguration two months ago. TMZ asked him about it a little bit, but though later it turns out it all got scrapped. <laughs> You know what's funny though? I think a lot of artists like if they they're like Bruce Springsteen, like we want you to play Hillary Clinton's thing because we know Hillary's going to win. And then all of a sudden it's like she doesn't win. Well, we still have you in the inauguration. Bruce Springsteen would be like, "Fuck you! I'm not playing for Donald Trump." Mm-hmm. I guarantee Vince Neil would have been like, "All right." He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, he does right. not he give, give a, a shit. shit. Even yeah. though Nikki Six is super uh, anti-Trump and was you know mm-hmm. tweeting about it. So actually, no, you know who's anti-Trump? Axel Rose. Axel Rose is it? No way. A- Axel Rose has been. That's Axel surprising. Rose has been tweeting about cabinet members. Mm. About Axel how, Rose. Yeah, about is, uh, Je- about how bad Jeff Sessions is. Tweeting about how he thinks it's. I think he tweeted also about the the um the Hamilton thing. Oh yeah. The, and Axel the, the Rose boom. is not a big Twitter guy, but he's like, I'm, I'm just amazed at Axel Rose, who you think for sure would be a Trump supporter. Hey man, fucking, I mean, well, because how, cause a the, lot of Trump supporters aren't necessarily Trump supporters. They're just people who would normally vote Republican because they make over half a million dollars a year. Yeah, did you hear Dave? They, did you see Dave Chappelle's SNL? Thing yeah. Yeah. Where he was saying that like a lot of his friends are like, yeah, I'm going to vote for Hillary, blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, you know, I just got money. Let's see these tax breaks you're like, talking about. I just about. got this money. It's like, I just <laughs> got this no, money. I'm going to stick around. Check out this tax break. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure like, that's why I think Axl Rose would be like, yeah, we just had a pretty big tour i'm mm. not gonna give this uh, money up no Axel. listen axel uh, there are certain people in the uh music world that are broke proof and this by me like for example like when when michael jackson was 50 million in debt mm. he is broke proof like his ability to earn money is infinite because he can go and do i'll just do some shows i make five million dollars a show and then you know so axel rose is in that realm where he literally it was just him. He doesn't have to do anything. No, yeah. no. He he never... They were always working, though. Guns N' Roses. Like, he put a whole band together, and the amount of the industry of Guns N' Roses, the merchandise, the publishing... The all, syndication, everything. All that yeah, stuff yeah. is... A, like, his passive income is so high, and what he... You know, especially now, they, they had the... Uh, Guns N' Roses had the biggest uh, grossing tour of the year. Yeah, in, yeah. In, in Did America. you go? I went to that. Hell yeah. The, the Dodgers. Actually, yeah. Well, I worked Coachella. I bartended, so I saw it. Uh, the first those weekends and then I went to the last show of the tour in San Diego oh and, that's cool and I was like uh, Guns Rose that's like the reason why I play guitar so that's, I did now that, that show was so much fun like I remember amazing. kind of being like a friend of mine bought me a ticket for it and I'm like 80 bucks for real like I can Yo, see I, this I paid fucking two, 500 bucks for well, you two, probably had way better seats than no, I had no we had six seats yeah. <laughs> no we were like at the very top level yeah. of, of uh, Dodger Stadium but I gotta say that show was a lot of fun and they sounded amazing the band is on fire they played a long set and they all and they the thing that was kind of cool is they actually would switch up the set. They would like you know they'll throw a different song and they'll throw a cover in. Yeah, I um, think Duff did a Misfits cover. Yeah, yeah, well, he did no, like but attitude. They would, but they would mix that up. That wouldn't be every night. Oh, that's like, cool. They, so like when I saw him, 
the first weekend at, at Coachella, they did a certain set, and then the second, and then the second weekend, they put like "I Used to Love Her" in the set, and then they played "Don't Cry," which they didn't play. And they didn't play that when I saw yeah. it. Yeah. So they like they'll they'll mix it up, and they actually there's that section of the set where Slash does the uh, this instrumental thing where he plays the Godfather theme. <laughs> so, but the thing that's cool about that that was something Slash would do with his solo band, and then so he integrated. This it's really cool. Oh, like, that's kind of cool that Axel was cool with him doing no, that because I know was, Axel made them play Chinese democracy songs too. Yeah, but they like Remember those that? are good songs, man. They're good songs with that. Better, I think, is one of the best Guns N' Roses songs ever. And I think there was really, I think it's really cool uh, that they represent that era of the band. I think there's cool, and I think people like, like Slash is super like in Duff. They're open minded. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. like. No, it's got to be our like they're like they're musicians, man. They just like to play. Or, so but what was that song? What was that song from Lies when he, where he's like immigrants, immigrants and faggots? They make no sense. One in a million. Yeah, 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 yeah they right, didn't play yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm surprised Trump isn't like playing that song. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, that's gonna be the new national anthem. <laughs> you think Trump would be like, you know what? That's a great song to play at the inauguration. Yeah. So he was gonna have Vince Neil, who I actually saw play in Irvine in uh, in uh, September. He uh, Brett Michaels and a bunch of other hair metal bands, but Brett Michaels opened up for uh, for Vince Neil. Vince Neil has to weigh like three hundred pounds now. Yeah. He's like five foot four, dude. He's, but he's so he round. Looks, he's he looks just, like he's just spent twenty years consuming nothing but gin and Hardee's. Dude, meals, he was still trying you know? to wear like leather pants, but they were mm-hmm. like break, they were breaking out the seams, so they're <sighs> kind of laced together. He but, sounds great, though. He still. Sounds I've great. seen him be terrible. Actually, God forbid. This was actually a really cool thing. We we did this festival in Spain, in Bilbao, Spain, called Cobeta Sonic, and we did. So it was the main stage of festival. It was like 40,000 people there. And it was, we opened on the stage and then um, this band Dragon Force played. Dragon Force. Aren't they the um, one that, uh, they're, they're kind of medieval metal? Yeah, like yeah. Yeah, power, power <laughs> like metal. Them, yeah. they, they had a big song on Guitar Hero. That's yeah. a lot of people yeah. know. Uh, it was Dragon Force, Anthrax, In Flames, and then Motley Crue Headline. Just five That's bands. pretty rad. It was fucking amazing. And um, Motley Crue was awful. Like just sucked that night. They sounded, They're just off. It was it, like well, Vince Vince was off. But then I saw them like a year later. Uh, they they did Ozfest. It was like just a week of shows, and they sounded amazing. So I think it's kind of. And then I saw them again actually in Allentown, maybe a year after that. And they were really good too. So it's kind of, I think they're kind of hit, hit or miss. Yeah, it's like, you know, sometimes everyone has an off night, you know? Yeah, I don't, I personally, I don't think he, he, I think he's more of a, I don't think he's a very good singer just in general. Um, you know, in, in, in my opinion, of that kind of group of singers, uh, but he has his thing. Yeah, yeah, he's you know, got a certain last. Especially style. back in the day when he was, you know, young and sexy and shit, you know, you know all the girls want to say. But he's got he's got a lot of fucking work done on his face a lot of work. too. Like you wouldn't even rec- I wouldn't recognize him if I saw him down the like walking down the street. But I'll tell you that dude is rolling large, all right? Oh, the yeah, motherfucker just rolls yeah. out with just two blondes, you know, at all times in like a Lamborghini like in a way, you got to give it up for the motherfuckers that are just going down swinging. Yeah, no, you know seriously. Like that, that's the thing. We can make fun of his weight all we want. That guy's banging. Going like, down yeah. swinging in a sissy slap fight with Nicolas Cage. Yeah, you I heard that? about that. You heard about that? Vince Neil? Yeah. yeah Vince Neil. Nick, well, because Vince Neil like socks some, uh, he like slapped some like female fan that ran up to try to get a photo. Yeah, he like yeah. was wasted. He slapped her. And Nicolas Cage like tried to stop him and they scuffled. I feel yeah. like Nick, Nicolas Cage has the moral high ground. In that, in that, <laughs> he, he always does. So, know. so anyway, how do they pick people out? Pick people to do the inauguration. How's that work? 
Well, it doesn't really say in the article. I'll, I can I can go on to 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 keep reading. All right, I was asked to do the inauguration. This is from from Vince Neil. Um, I was asked to do the inauguration two months ago. No matter who won, we had no oh, okay. we so had no idea obviously who was going to win. I said absolutely. <laughs> And so I wanted I wanted to play. We gave our passports to Secret Service. They went. Then everything went through. As far as I knew from that, we were playing. So we were invited. And then it turns out when the Republicans won, we were uninvited. I don't know about the de- the Democratic part of us of us to play. I assumed it doesn't matter who won. It's still a big party. I guess it's not. Is it a big party? Yeah, I, big, I, I, I think it would have been if Hillary. I feel like that's won. like an end. Like, are we gonna do like end of the world parties <laughs> that, that, yeah. that, that night? It's yeah, like, I, I think there's gonna be a huge like uh, anarchic riot going on. Requiem for a nation. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's gonna be. There's definitely gonna be some rioting. Maybe if you mm. protest that night, mm. if you call that a party, I'm maybe. Just, yeah, but I think like this is almost a resurrection of not giving a fuck. Like, there's gonna be. I think a, like if you're like. You know, maybe 18, 19 years old, and you're just kind of getting aware of the the political environment. You're like, this is fucking like Toontown. It's it, it is it's like absurd. Like nothing makes sense. You're just like there's. I, I think there's gonna be a generation of people who are just like obviously people who are just gonna be pissed and angry. And they're like, I'm gonna get rid of this motherfucker. And you have some people who are just like, yo, I don't give a fuck. Do, nothing matters. What you say doesn't matter. What you do, it, it, you just do, do you, do you, who gives a fuck, right? Well, I, I wonder, like a lot of people are saying, like, we're going to have some great punk rock coming out. It's like, I, you know, I wonder, I don't know. I mean, there was one during Reagan, but during Bush. Punk rock's kind of done, man. Yeah. You know? Well, maybe not. Maybe now they're going to be back. So I'm wondering who else was on this bill to play? It's now that the Republicans are in, who's going to play like Kid Rock, the Nuge? Is it Nuge headlining? Yeah. Nuge and probably, you know, some country dude. Yeah, yeah, like I couldn't no. imagine any artist would be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go play for the Trump inauguration." It's like they, they talk about like, you know, a poor career Travis choice. Well, yeah, no, well, Kanye is gonna play, right? Because he's, yeah. he's, he's a Trump <laughs> supporter. He's a Trump supporter. So, if he would have voted, he would have voted Trump. You know, um, Steve Jobs is dead. <laughs> I guess I would say like probably yeah like Toby Keith and like a bunch of like country guys yeah. but I can't imagine like any artist that I would respect and admire. Well, you, well, you got to think about an artist who is not who doesn't take any sides who's just like who like we're, we're apolitical like who is an apolitical artist that just is like I'm just going to get paid you know. I, yeah, I don't know how many, but, but I just if, don't know how many would do that mm. with the bad press they would get. No, I think most. I think it's going to be a pretty shot lineup. Right. Do but, you think? Do you think Metallica would do it? No, you don't think Lars would do it. No, because Metallica is actually is completely apolitical. You you won't find one. You will not find one quote of them talk. They don't talk about. They purposely do not want to alienate anyone from their music. So and and you can kind of tell like like James. You know he's like a hunter and he's you know like a kind of guy's guy rides motorcycles. I imagine he's probably you know don't tread on me is is one of the songs. So I imagine he's a pretty you know kind of conservative guy or whatever. Uh, but then I imagine you know Lars Lars is from Denmark. You know, one of the most progressive places in America. Uh, yeah, Kirk's like a, a hippie. Yeah, yeah, you know, San Francisco um, hippie. You know, they have a, you know, they're, you know, based, I play with Rob Trujillo in a band called uh, Mass Mental. Oh, so, wow, yeah. So I'm, I'm. And Rob, I'm, I couldn't see doing it. Well, Rob, you know, Rob's true. Mexican. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine. He's like, yeah, this guy's great. But, you know, I would never want to assume 
uh, what those guys do, but they do not want to cross pollinate that with their business or their band. So I would imagine. And listen, this is a band that does not need for anything. So they're only going. Everything Metallica does is very meticulously uh, poured over. Like they they don't do anything willy nilly. They would never do anything just for money. They do it things that and, and they don't need the publicity or exposure. No, no. What about Smash Mouth, one of Harrison's favorite bands? <laughs> But actually, but I tell you this: what I would lo- love to see is yeah. is at the inauguration. Die by my hand, I creep across the land. Like that could be the new Trump like theme song. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Die, die, just all the fucking all the. I, can, I could see. I uh, honestly don't think Smash Mouth ever has to do anything again because of Shrek. <laughs> you know? Imagine Probably the money not. they get from Shrek. I mean, for fuck's sake. I could see. Uh, what was that band? Sod. Speak English or die. Oh yeah, that whole. I could see that being like mm. a, a Trump. Theme. Yeah, but that's the the funny thing is like um, anal cunt, you know. <laughs> no, but the, the funny thing about you know SOD, I was listening to Scott Ian on uh, on this one podcast. And he was talking about that it was tongue in cheek. Yeah, they, yeah, they were not. The they didn't yeah. mean it. They were like it was making fun. They're of making people. a statement. Though. But the, but the yeah. funny thing is, it's like sometimes these pieces of art when they're in the wrong people's hands. Like, mm. did you see this? There's this video of this guy. Um, this like super tough guy, like racist dude, like calling this black dude like a nigger in, in his in his car, and he uses he quotes Boondocks, the racist guy. Wait, the the comic oh, strip. Oh, I saw that. I didn't see yeah. that. No, no, no. Well, no, no the cartoon. The cartoon. It's the a, cartoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it was but, a comic strip. But too. it's the idea that you have someone like you know Aaron Magruder who makes. What that was the quote? I forget exactly mm-hmm. what he. But the thing is, Aaron Magruder is a guy who criticizes black American culture from a black perspective. Right. But then you put that in someone's hands who's not responsible with it and mm. then they use it for their own means. Mm. You know, and that can be it's almost like what um Dave Chappelle said when he quit the show. He was like you forget sometimes that these what these jokes can do in the wrong hands. Because right. people take it they just you, you got know, fucking frat bros screaming Rick James for two years well, everywhere it, you go it, it's, two years it's kind of like the uh, the Archie Bunker thing like people <sighs> yeah. you know they don't you, get that they don't get it that this is a parody mm. but instead mm. they're like they identify with it mm. so yeah you never know it could backfire well I, I'm interested to see uh, who uh, Trump ends up getting to play his inauguration I'm definitely thinking Kid Rock's gonna be there Dixie Chicks they yeah live, maybe I'm sure they're big big yeah. fans then, 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 then that might work Cher I'm sure she'll be there <laughs> nah she's anti-Trump don't no, you I'm, think? I'm being sarcastic. Okay. <laughs> the Dixie Chicks also got had their career. Yeah, yeah. By, they defied uh, Bush, Bush and yeah. they right, yeah. Bush. Anyway, uh, people send your stories to podcast.com. We have some phone calls to get to. Um, but first, here's another word from Adam and Eve. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. When you select your one free item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs, plus a free exclusive gift. And to top it all off, they'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And what's that free exclusive gift? It's the Clit Bumper, the ideal pleasure ring for couples. He'll love the way this love ring lets him stay harder, longer. It increases the strength of orgasm, and she'll love the way the pleasure nubs thrill her sweet spots. The unique bumper stimulates her clitoris, and it's soft and stretchy for a comfortable fit. The Clit Bumper is made of premium silicone, it's waterproof, and it's compatible with all water-based lubes. Use code DIDDLE at checkout. That's D-I-D-D-L-E at adamandeve.com. So we got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. Remember, people, keep it under three minutes. We appreciate that. Um, 
Yeah, we got some good calls this week. Some uh, some decent calls. I didn't really pick out an order beforehand, so Harrison, it's up to you. Well, what's call number one? Well, here's we, we got a gentleman calling in from um, America's slow cousin, Canada. Canada. Mm-hmm. D. Harrison, this is Christopher, the Canadian who called in last week regarding PC being police constable and such shit. Uh, in regards to what you said on the podcast about Amer- Canadians welcoming Americans into the country with open arms, I think we said we they wouldn't. Is what yeah, I said. Yeah, I think we I think we were saying like that's the last thing they want the is American. Thing. But yeah, do, you, yeah. do you remember when uh, when Trump uh, when it was decided that Trump was going to win? Um, I guess their immigration website yeah. just yeah, crashed because so many people were searching. Yeah, mm. that's the thing. Some people up here do feel that way. Some people are just like that dude in fucking Sweden you were talking about offering money in exchange for marriages and slash citizenship. It's a good but idea. I still think here's it's a good the idea. thing: is like all that shit about like racism, homophobia, misogyny, everything that Trump Trump represents. We have up here. We have it up here, just as bad as it is down there. Well, who are they racist against? I guess what the Eskimos or Inuits yeah. or something. There are no black people up in Canada, are there? Well, I think what what. You know, being the 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 kind of racial um, minister, the minister, minister l- the minister of race of racism. I think I am I, the, 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 <laughs> the, the official authority. Yeah. Well, since I, listen, I'm black and white, so I'm a, yeah. I was about to say you're the half black guy, yeah, so right. yeah, you know I'm, a little bit more about this it's topic. Not, all right, so what you're talking about is most people that that everyone's oh they're all racist, which 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 they're not is they not exposed. All right, so if you say anything about Canadians, it's not that you know what he's saying they're racist, just it's very easy if the only your only view into black America is is watching straight out of Compton yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and listen to a Tupac album that you just you and, and that's your only that's your conception what's that that's all and, you know that and probably like oh uh, go see Denzel in a movie and watch you know Michael Jordan play basketball watch LeBron James you know you have no connection it's not a hate it's just it's just an other. You know, you're, 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 and you would, and you wouldn't even know that Tupac actually went to a performing arts high school where he studied Shakespearean acting. Thug life! You know? <laughs> that thug life shit came later. Yeah. When he met exactly. Shook. It's a uh, life imitating art. Right. Was he a backup dancer and uh, for uh, Humpty Dance? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Digital, Digital Underground. underground. Digital Nothing underground, but yeah. trouble. Nothing but trouble. Remember yeah. that movie? I did. Of course. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I get what you're saying here, guy. You know, Canada guy. Um, but here's the thing. I'm sure there's racist people in Canada. I'm, you know, I hear there's a lot of prejudice against uh, lumberjacks up there. You know, whatever. Uh, but the thing is, is that the most conservative Canadian politician is basically a Democrat, yeah. the equivalent of a, of a, and same thing in Europe. It's like, oh, we got these conservative yeah. party. It's like basic. I mean, Richard Nixon would would have to run as a Democrat now if he existed currently. If you look That's at the, how far right the American right is. That's what I was about to say. There's yeah. no... I, the furthest right Canadian politicians mm-hmm. is nowhere near as right as the people that Trump's appointing right now to his cabinet. Yeah, yeah. Can so, I, can I, I, w- I want to say something, too. I think it's really important. And I think people... You know, I think it, it's a common thing to say, no one's really going to move. That's... You know, there are people now who are here, like, as I- immigrants who are, you know, who you might be... You know, there's actually was this uh, American Life piece where it was a, a woman here who was here uh, who's British, black 
British uh, woman and was here for like with her, her family and she's like I'm going back to England because I don't feel welcome here and I think you're going to have a lot of multinational um, you know people in the tech world who maybe were going to come to America and, and work and I think I think people if things get bad like I thought about moving elsewhere but not before this I mean for 10 years from touring I go and I go to like the Netherlands and I'm like the Netherlands is awesome <laughs> it would be really it would like just as an experience I can smoke weed no no but, no, no, but just like the idea of you know the, that whole kind of Breitbart alt-right world is against the globalists guess what I'm a fucking globalist proudly like I have no me I think the world would be better if we all understood that our, our collective fates are intertwined so yeah. You know this idea of that's a. I mean that's a good point, and let's also not forget that uh, since the election, uh, swastika graffiti has gone up fifteen hundred percent. Dude, fucking in uh, Adam Yelks Park yeah, in yeah. New York. Did oh, you yeah. see that? But here's the, the face with swastikas. But here's the problem. Yeah. Every time there's something like that, people who don't like liberals say it's it's fake, and that liberals did it to frame that it's not real. Like we live in a world where nothing we can't take anything just as it is. No. You, you know the, the How, word you can't have a, a dialogue like that where no. every like like yo, this happened. They're like, no it didn't. You guys did that. Yeah. One of the worst things I saw and uh you know, my my heart is like a twisted black thing of ash. I but know. I was actually touched by this. A, yellow, someone, a, a Yellowstone pit of, <laughs> a Yellowstone yeah, yeah. pit of acid. Yeah. It's been dissolved years ago. But I uh, I saw something that actually did kind of uh give me the feels. It was uh some some reporter went to an elementary school and they're like, What do you feel about how do you feel about your new president, President Trump? These kids were crying because they're so scared that their mom is going to be sent back to Mexico and their family is going to be torn apart. No, those kids are butthurt. Dude, they, there's they, a... This, yeah. No, they're, no, no, they're, they're, no, they're, they're, they're butthurt, butthurt and they're yeah. crybabies. Yeah. Well, they're, actually, there are babies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These kids were like fucking like in first grade yeah. and they're crying because they're that yo, upset. Yo, bro, emails. Yeah, emails. Emails, so. yeah. Yo, <laughs> That's more yeah. than emails. Yo, emails though, man. No, yeah. they'll, Any, they'll, anyway. they'll have fun in the camps. It'll be yeah. fun. <laughs> the camps will be yeah, fun. Yeah, I heard yeah. they have clowns there. Yeah. Yeah. The only difference is is people up here are a little more fucking... Um, just a little more subtle about all of that shit. So, I don't know. It's like anyone who fears Trump's America, and for the record, like, in my opinion, and this is me speaking as a person who is a Canadian left-leaning centrist, the extreme liberals are the ones who created Donald Trump. Yeah, I don't actually believe that. I, no, I it's, it's my I, fault. I, I, don't I mean, the extreme <laughs> levels are the people who couldn't defeat Donald Trump. That's certainly true, because uh, as as I, no, 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 this is opposite world. Yeah. All the people who voted against him, yeah, it's their fault. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Everyone who voted yeah. for someone else is their fault. Yeah, no, they didn't. They didn't create him. That, that's retarded. I, I still, and all this shit, all this stuff that's publicized, like, oh, the college campus is safe space. Half of that shit isn't even fucking true, or it was like one anecdotal thing that was exaggerated. Most of that shit isn't even fucking true. Fuck everybody. <laughs> anyway, let's listen to this fucking guy. It's taking forever. Now I'm upset. Now I'm okay. Anger. He's all butter. We've had this whole notion for years now that our way of doing things is the right way, and we pushed it on all the fucking conservatives, and eventually they pushed back. And that's why Donald Trump is president. So, anyway, we, we have all the same problems you guys do down there. 
No, I, I believe that it's the same. <laughs> the reason that, uh, you know, he won is because, uh, and, and I, I didn't, my by friend getting, of mine. By getting less votes. He won by getting less votes. Getting less votes, yeah. But no, like a friend of mine pointed out that, uh, you know, the, the, the big weapon that the left has is public shame. But when you're going up against a shameless man, that weapon is useless. There you go. I, you know, I think I think part of it is too. It's like uh, we kind of grew a bit complacent, and so like after uh, eight years, people, you know, mm. there, there's a need for change, and I think right. people like like Trump come out. I'm an outsider. I'm anti-establishment, yeah. and it it people relate to that. It resonates yeah. with those people, and they feel like you know, it, and I think also there are a lot of racists out there that feel that mm. try to blame like because I mean honestly, we're not doing that bad. The economy's mm. not that bad. Yeah, you know, it's like. And so I think it's easy for somebody to come up and uh, then it's like, well, what, what can we do? What can we do? Oh, fear. Okay, fear. The terrorists everywhere. Blah, yeah. blah, and it's And it's like, you know. And, it, and it also Hillary couldn't fucking galvanize a light bulb. You know? There's a so, lot of problems with yeah. that candidate. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, that being said, mm. I don't think we created a Donald well, Trump. I, there's listen, always been a Donald but Trump. I, 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 yeah. I wouldn't say there's always been a Donald Trump. I think a guy like that comes around... Um, once every like it's 50, 50 a populist years. candidate no 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 no, no 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 not a populist candidate someone who is famous who has been famous for 30 years mm. who has listen you cannot and, and this is the, the once think, every think, 177 yeah. years when the Draco constellation <laughs> yeah. is aligned with Alpha Centauri <laughs> then he can be summoned into this realm and, and that's this what is, happened this is, this is true but no but and I think this is where the left did fail which is if you you treat him like a clown, mm. and the truth is, what he is doing requires a lot of skill, and what he accomplished is actually really impressive. Right. And the thing is, but but the thing is, defied the, the thing is, we can you know, and I and I think this idea of ridicule, like that element, has become once you it's it's one thing to ridicule him, but once you kind of you know if if you make those people feel like they're not part of your kind of world then yeah that's what we get this kind of people that can espouse this us versus them philosophy and that's what trump did i mean and the fact of the matter is trust more of an elitist than fucking hillary clinton or they're all in the same group but he's, and, McDonald's yeah. but so he's, he's an outsider he's he, he could appeal to these people he's and a regular of, joe i think part of it and i, I agree with what you're saying it's the arrogance mm. of the left i think there's they grew complacent and they're just like he's a joke he's a clown there's no mm. way normal people would believe that man mm. and they did and even listen yeah. and all, you know you know and who was and me i'm i'm mm. i love obama all day and that but his obama was arrogant about like that him making fun of him at that dinner yeah yeah him mm. doing the mic drop on fucking jimmy <laughs> fallon like it looks it gives me cringes now because the but just the idea of everyone was so sure yeah that but know? that 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 comes like i remember david pluff who is uh one of the main Obama guys, he was on the Keeping It 1600 podcast and he was like so certain the week of. He's like, dude, it's in the bag. We're good. And this guy is like... Dude, Nate Silver. Same no, thing. no, no, no. That's actually not true. Nate Silver got in trouble for... they Listen, they gave him... It was a 32% chance the day of. That's one out of three. That's not... That's not a... That's not a hard... Like, it's not crazy. And they got in trouble for... They got criticized by the Huffington Post for giving Trump too much of a chance to win there was a big there was a big thing Huffington Post said there was a 98% chance that Hillary would win that's a fucking bubble yeah and, and even and get this so if you look within the margins of error 
she's Hillary's going to have won by about one and a half points, two points. So the, the polls, the national polls were not off. He's going to, he literally will have won uh, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin by less than 100,000 votes. So the thing is, he and and that James Comey letter doesn't happen that last week. Oh yeah, mm. if that didn't happen, mm. that dramatically affected the campaign. Those, Derailed it, it. And and I think those uh, the Obama care rates the, that that the news that the rates were going up came out the week of the election. Those two things to me swung the whole election. Yeah, well, mm. I mean, if you looked at even the, the Nate Silver, because I was paying a lot of attention to Nate Silver's polls, but if you even looked at that one, Comey's letter, or they decided to reopen, quote-unquote, the investigation, her points, even on his scale, drop like 25 well, points. Well, it's not his scale. They well, do, they he do, they, aggregates all yeah, the polls. Yeah, yeah. But it, she dropped like 25. You're like, Jesus, dude. That yeah, dramatically affected her. That was the election. I knew, yeah. I knew it. As and nothing's happened to that guy. They haven't even opened up any kind of investigation there. Well, there's. Well, all I could say is when the when the shiny suited dress for less death squad comes for me, I'm taking out fucking Comey first. <laughs> all right, and so it's going to happen in a Santa suit. He's yeah. going to be wearing a Santa suit. All right, yeah. what do we have for the next call? You can't kill unless you got to. Yeah, this guy's got like another minute, but yeah, I'm, I'm, let's we, just you move know, on. We got it. <laughs> They're racist in Canada. This is uh, I don't know who this is. Some guy. Hey, Harrison. Uh. Some guy here. Uh, oh, wow. You're okay. right. How'd you know? And uh, I wanted to share something with you that I thought was quite humorous. So uh, I live in Washington, D.C., metropolitan, metropolitan area. I live in the D.C. metropolitan area, that's right. And uh, no, uh, I live in the D.C. area, and uh, Philadelphia is about two and a half hours away. We'll get that out of the way there. So... I wanted to get off early today at work. Today's Friday. So I wanted to get off early. So I told my boss I was going on a date to a concert with some girl in Philly. And he's from Philly, so he looked at me really excited. And he, you know, he he was my age once, and I'm kind of young. So he was like, oh, yeah, I'll let him go. Oh, shit, but he's going to Philly. So he made me buy, he's making me buy him eight cheesesteaks. But I'm not oh, actually going to Philly. Oh, that sucks. So I gotta find. How the fuck you carry H? I, I'm sorry. That's outrageous. What's it? For the make me? That's beyond. No, no. The... He was saying that he mm. made up a line that he's going no, to I get, no, I get Philly, it. But... And the guy's like, "Go buy me eight cheesesteaks mm. and bring them back." Yeah, why don't you just? That's beyond what, I, the that's, pale. That's easy. You just you you order them. You overnight it. There's services but at the same that. time, is isn't that kind of bullshit? Like, I, I just yeah. went to Chicago a few weeks ago with uh, my girlfriend, and I remember talking. I was talking to one of my bosses, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to Chicago mm-hmm. this weekend." He's like, "Oh, can you stop by Gino's Pizza and get me like you know a uh, one of the Chicago style pizza oh, yeah. and bring, put, it, bring back it on over. the plane?" And I was just like. How the fuck do you think I'm going to bring a large fucking Gino sausage pizza over the... Do they even let, let no, you do no, that? No, they don't. <laughs> no, there are services that will yeah. that will get you something from like a particular place, put it in like this mm. crazy like uh, packaging so that it stays warm and like overnight it to you. Okay, but, but you could order that one yeah, online. Yeah, do so that shit. why doesn't he fucking order? Like, why does he think mm. I'm going to carry this shit? Yo. And so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go do it. I didn't bring anything. And I've been avoiding him in the office because mm. I just know he's going to bring it up. Yeah. And then I'm just kind of like, you know what? I'm not going to say anything about it. Yeah. It's like, it's not hard enough traveling somewhere, you know? <laughs> Notice like, do you ever have someone with a cell phone ask you for directions? Yeah. Like, yo, motherfucker, why? I'm just going to go on the Google Maps <laughs> 
Like, dude, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. All right? I, I'm going to do what I would tell you to do. Why do I have to do? Or someone asks you a question about something. Like, I'm, I don't know. I'm going to go look it up, which you should just fucking do. <laughs> Google that shit. Yeah. You got a cell phone. Find a fucking place nearby that sells cheesesteaks on the down low. Like, yeah, you put cheese whiz on it. It's not hard, you know? And then I got to, you know, like... I got so I gotta kind of I guess I gotta make the aging process uh, accelerate somehow because it has to I have to simulate that it was it was you know I'm just gonna buy them today. totally That's overthinking I'll yeah Jesus today, Christ and then I'll let them sit in a cooler over the weekend and it'll be just like if I went to Philly. And that's that's what I have to do now. Who wants a two day old I, fucking <laughs> cheesesteak? Yeah, what the fuck? Exactly, dude. God, why? And I wanted to get off early on Friday at 1 o'clock instead of 5. It's not hard to recreate a fucking Philly cheese, whatever. But isn't that much harder than just working that four hours? Like all that yeah, work? Yeah. Did, wanted to mm. stay an extra four hours mm. and go out with the girl later. Eight? How many I don't eight cheesesteaks? Eight cheesesteaks. Oh, yeah. I'll just carry. Who? What? Got yeah. his. his you, know, yeah. fuck, you know what? Fuck the his boss. boss must first be kind of fat. Yeah. Big guy. Mm. I carried them to you in my asshole. It's just such an outlandish request. Like, I, yeah. I don't even worked, know what to say about it. But now i got to go buy him, my boss a bunch of Philly cheesesteaks. So keep it sick, keep it wrong. The things we do for love. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Or whatever. I don't even know why he quit, skipped work. No, because he's going out with a chick. No, he wasn't. That was nah, he, didn't he say he was going out with a lady? No, that was the, the excuse. He never, well, oh. he never. He never specified if there was a yeah. lady... But it probably wasn't. He probably was just trying to get off early. Yeah. Just staying yeah. home and watching yeah. like ujizz dot com. Or yeah, something. yeah. Oh, yeah. Just didn't want to go to work. Spank bang. By the yeah. way, cheesesteaks overrated. You know, I'm going on. I'm going on the record with it. You know, mm. I've always thought they look like a Malaysian hooker's vagina with a yeast infection or something. Mm. Like I, I'm a vegetarian, so I wouldn't eat that anyway. But just for what I would think, a Malaysian hooker with a yeast mm. infection—that's well, what the cheesesteak. Well, as an like. adamant social justice you know, they're, warrior, when I get back, this Malaysian <laughs> retribution needs to stop. All right, for my Malaysian brothers out there, I do not support this, and I just let you guys know I'm fighting for you. You know, that's you know the fight, the good fight. Why do you bring I'm the liberals on? I'm telling them. I'm telling I have a hashtag campaign starting immediately. To, to, to this aggression will not stand, man. I, you know, I, I'm going to tell the the ladies at the Malaysian crack house what you said. Well, I'm they just are not going to be happy about that. That's what I'm All right, all right. What's up, Ian Harrison? This is that Michigan boy that called accusing uh, Harrison of being a time traveling. Guy, well, you well, should I probably probably explain the backstory. Yeah, the th there's this guy who's like, you know, perpetually drunk or stoned or both or whatever. And he calls in and he's like, I think it's brain damage. He accused me of being a time traveler because there's some picture of uh, from the 19th century or the early no, the it's 1920s. Probably the, it's probably the 1920s, like early 20th of century. People watching a bridge being built. And then there's a guy that kind of looks like me in like modern dress. Well, I would, listen, I'll, I'll, I'll say this as, as those who who don't know what Harrison looks like. Um, you definitely you could we could drop you mm. in almost any <laughs> kind, like like seventeen maybe not the seventeen hundreds. They had yeah. the wigs and all that stuff, but like 
I feel like you could fit Old West. Yeah. You know, you. I think you would drop right. Th- 1926. Mm. You'd, think, you'd be all right. I, I think, think Victorian England would work. Very, you got the velveteen touch of a dandy fox. Yeah, I do. I do. Well, <laughs> I, actually, like, I came up with an idea for a, a touch. So, actually, who's listening to this? Do not steal this. But mm. I'm going to say it anyway because it's, it's, it's just, it's just yeah. funny to me. But, like, I was thinking about time travel scenarios that only work if you're a white dude. Because if you were like, just like ninety percent of them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But if you had like, <laughs> but, but let's say you had. Yeah. But, but I was thinking about this I- idea of like, yeah. if you think about, imagine like Django Unchained, yeah. but like it's like Will Smith has a, you know gets he gets stuck back in the 1800s in the South, but he has like a lightsaber. Mm. And he, you know, and he, or like a, a, a you know, he just the, fucks up all the slave traders. Yeah, and it's just a big re- revenge fantasy. Mm. But the thing is, if he goes back, you know, if a black mm. dude goes back, you're fucked, right? You and, if, and if I go back, I'm sitting on the porch having mint juleps with fucking Colonel Sanders, and it's fine. I mean, maybe, but you know? at, at certain points, white people could still be enslaved back in the day too, though. If you like, if they could whoop your ass, then you'd be a slave. I think it also depends on where you, know, you I, go. I did, I, I did too. read that. Or, on, you know, I did read that on Breitbart. You're right. Yeah. Don't don't, listen. You have to be like you know, if if you hard and you can whoop ass and kill people with your bare hands, you can go back anywhere. You know. Plus, you 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 know, and you just need good weaponry. You know, Mm. because back then, you know, always had muskets. Yeah. But if you go back then, you got a you got a Tech Nine or some nunchucks or some shit, or like I said, a laser yeah, gun. Yeah, you fuck people up. That's There's a, a saber. lightsaber. You know yeah. the uh, the um, the Puritan New England preacher known as Cotton Mather uh, published a two volume book about uh, you know the history of America called the Magnalia Americana, and there's a weird chapter in it in which these uh, strangers in in odd dress with like long coats and and shiny guns show up at a fort. And they start having a gunfight with the fucking Puritans that are guarding the fort. And it basically, like the way he describes it, it's like fucking, you know, Neo and crew from the Matrix are attacking a fucking fort in, you know, late... Wait, wait, write this in the 1600s? Late 17th century uh, New England, yeah. Huh. It's fucking weird as fuck, dude. Where did he write this? Uh, It's a a Magnalia Americana, which is kind of a, a, a history of all the shit that happened in the colony. So wait, so these guys came in with guns? No, they, yeah, they had no idea who they were. And fucked yeah. up a bunch of pilgrims. Yeah, they had a gunfight and they were like running around all crazy. What happened to what them? Was it lasers? Shiny guns? No, just like, you know, because back then muskets were like made of iron. So yeah. it was just black, like matte black. Whereas now guns are shiny. Yeah. You know, so. So this is another kind of time travelers theory. Yes. About, about possible, you know, here's the thing, man. I'm not saying it's aliens, but aliens. Aliens. I'm you thinking know. it was laser maybe, tag. Maybe like aliens. an early form oh, of laser tag. Early laser tag. Early yeah. la- like pilgrim era laser tag. Yeah. A little bit different. Ancient right. aliens. Just as ancient much fun. Ancient time travelers. Mm. <laughs> Could be. Um, yeah, I love it. All right. Well, here we go. Let's reference the photo uh, with other pictures of Harrison that I got. He's um, got more? Yeah. You know, off the oh, internet. Oh. And uh, yeah, it turns out that's not you. So, yeah. sorry for the accusation. And, a, uh, I forgive you. Yeah. It's confirmed. And uh, I'll be traveling to Los Angeles. I'm traveling? This uh, evening. Mm-hmm. So, I want to see... This evening? When, when did we get this call, D? Like, f- a month ago? No, maybe like a week ago. Oh, okay. Probably sometimes. Right. Right. I'm going to see, D, if... Well, you say it's true. LA is way cooler than Michigan. I don't know, man. I just went to the UP a couple months ago. You've never been to the UP, then you've never seen Michigan. Like, 
the fuck is the UP? So uh, there's an area of Michigan that's so far north it should be fucking Canada. It's called the Upper Peninsula. Mm. There are no other races other than white people in the Upper Peninsula. Like I had, um, there's only one race, bro, the human race. <laughs> I, had, uh, I had a roommate in college who's from the UP. He had never seen a Jew before. And so when I moved into college, he and his parents were just like staring at me. Because I guess like, uh, I don't know, I think, I, I think it said my parents were like Rabbi Scott or whatever. They were just mm. staring at me because they'd never seen a Jewish person. Mm. Like it was like a novelty kind of thing. So it's, it's an area of, of the country that's like removed from everything. Well, I, played, I played crazy places in, in Michigan. You know, that's the thing. With heavy metal, you go where all the whites yep, are. You do. You know? yeah. And, and you know, you bring, the, you bring the heavy, the good heavy shit, you know, people are down. You know, there's nothing. You know, that's, that's, that's the thing is, you know, this idea about connecting to these, like, we're all separated, right? We have these places that are all dispersed or whatever. And, and you know, when you go out and you perform and you meet people and they, like, you you don't divide things up into like, oh, there are these people here. There's no, it's just, people are just people man they just happen to yeah but would you live in that town in michigan well, no, well my, here's here's my main thing and this is this is one thing i was actually thinking about is the transient nature of major cities right so if you go to seattle you go to austin you go to denver and it's all these people come all the all the people like who, transplants who, who do not but yeah. i was thinking about it, maybe there what's happening is all the kind of progressive minded and ambitious people who come from little towns they leave so yeah. the people who are left are the people who don't are not adventurous, who do not want to take risks, who to me is I, if I, here's the way my brain works. If I live in Michigan and there's no jobs there and there's nothing to do and everyone's depressed, I'm like, I'm going to go to where the stuff is. Remember that fucking uh, what was the uh, uh, Sam Kinison joke? He's like, where I go where the fucking food is. Yeah. Why yeah. are you in the desert? Yeah. Same thing. You're in the fucking you live in a shitty but go where the fucking jobs are. That, that, the, that was my thing. I grew up in like yeah. fucking Bay City, Michigan, this tiny little town. But it's not getting laid. I fucking hated it. And as soon as I turned eighteen, got the fuck out. You know, well, yeah. well, there was went like to college, that, and then went to Chicago. Even that's me, where that's where the the food is. Even me being in Central New Jersey, I lived there. You know, until I was thirty, and I was just like all my the people I was friends with there. They had all gotten regular jobs. They were getting married. I'm like. I don't fit here. So I, I, I moved to North Jersey, started working in New York, started hanging in Brooklyn, started, you know, I'm like, this is my tribe. This is where shit is happening. This is where things, exciting things are happening. And I don't, you, you know, we get kind of bred into this idea of, you know, some people are just, well, I'm, this is where I live. This is where I'm going to stay. I'm not going to move outside of my zone. And I think there's something to be said for that. You know, obviously like for humankind, it's been pretty much, uh, Actually, that's not true. We're hunter gatherers. We're we're and, and maybe it's in our in our blood to actually to I mean, spread and move and and. I think some people though like enjoy their community and they want that life and they want to stay there forever. I'm just not one of those people. Yeah, I'm, you yeah. know, and that and that's why it's like you. But but what you're saying is true though. Like you go to Seattle, you go to Austin, you go to. Uh, San Francisco or LA, you meet a ton of people from a Michigan. lot of people leave and come back. In the Midwest. A lot of people leave and come back. Yeah, like Rhode that. Island, it's very much oh, many people go back. But uh, let's let's hear about this other time traveling situation. Superior is probably one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to, and I will argue that with anybody. Okay. So I don't know. I mean, my brother loves it out there, but. I, last time I went to LA, I was 15, and I hated it. It's fucking dirty. It's fucking dirtiest mm. place I've ever been. 
You never been to New York? I mean, yeah, okay, yeah, Detroit's pretty dirty, but Oakland. No, LA's way dirtier. But yeah, but the thing is, is that LA is a big fucking place, and yeah. every section of it is completely different from any other section of it. I do so, remember the first time I ever came to Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is pretty, pretty sleazy. It's, it's vile. Gross. It's vile. But I like it though. I love that actually. Yeah. I was on Hollywood last night and I was like, I just love. Yeah, listen, looking at nice shit, Boulevard. mountains. You're like, oh, that mountain's dope, man. I like looking at that. Mm. And then you do that for like ten minutes. You're like, all right, man. Mm. Can I get a job working <laughs> on the mountain? I mean, what is? Mm. I mean, you mow the lawn in that motherfucker, and then once you mow the lawn, like it's great. Like I think it's all great. Like you want to be able to go. Like wouldn't it be the best of both worlds? Is like you can go do. The thing I love about being in a major city is there's fifty things I could go do right now. There's Famous comedians performing right now. There's probably 10 incredible shows by the best bands you've ever seen. I can go see Big Trouble in Little China at a real movie theater on a Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. You know, just like random shit. You know, like they went to the Guillermo del Toro exhibit. Things like that yeah. don't exist in, in anywhere else. And I'm, you know, I like doing that shit. You know, I don't want to see my whole, the whole rest of the world through my computer or my fucking phone. But I, th I think you kind of weigh the, the goods and bads. It's like, you know, that's an awesome thing. You can go to Guillermo del Toro. You can go see, like, Slash walk up on stage playing with, like, uh, Lita Ford at, at the Whiskey. You can do stuff like that. But at the same time, it's like, you know, people, people are like, well, I don't have to deal with anyone. You know, I got a big chunk of land. I can live by myself and not have to deal with it. It's like, okay, if that matters more to you than this. Yeah, you know, and all of it's, can, all that's valid. It's all relative, you yeah, know? I, I, I agree. But for me, yeah, I would much rather live in a, a city where I can go get a hooker or cocaine within 10 minutes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's hear this character out. That's where I'm going to be for the next seven days. So maybe I'll see you guys. That'd be fun. I'll see this weirdo. Anybody who accuses me of time travel is okay in my book. Can you go and hang out at the club? And... I'm not going to hang out at a club, though. <laughs> Got a club. I don't do... The club. The club. Up in the club. In the club. In the club. Dance. Uh, please don't put this up there, but I just wanted to clarify. What? Uh, yeah, don't put. You're gonna put. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> what? I think he didn't want us to post what he just said. Okay, yeah. But we're going to. Yeah, we just in the did. club with Burke Burmer. He's on wax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's been recorded. You on wax, son? Yeah, that's there for eternity. Mm. I hope you know that. Yeah. You know what? I I want to hear about your LA vacation. I'm interested to see what see what ended up happening. Yeah, and if you're still here, um, you know, or if I miss you, I'll just time travel. Hit hit Harrison up. Mm. Yeah, I couldn't imagine moving back to Bay City, Michigan. I don't know. Mm. I couldn't do it. I just there's no way I could live in there. But hey, you know, if if that's what you want out of life, then go do Yo, it. We all. Mm. Here's the thing, guys. You could be on a bowling team no, no. with John Steele. Listen, <laughs> here's, here's the thing about L.A., though, yeah. or New York, or any of these places like this. You know, when it comes to the apocalypse, we're, the, we're, the, we're fucked. Oh, dude, yeah. fucking Walking Dead. Could you imagine living in L.A.? So, There's no way you're going to get so out here's, of here. So here's, I, th I, I would implore everyone listen to this. Have your exit strategy ready, all right? Mm. So everyone, listen, and that's the thing is all, you know, everyone that, you know, all the flyover states, you know that 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 voted the way they did. They're prepared for the Trumpian apocalypse. You know they got mm. guns. They know how to use them. Like they got they, fucking bomb shelters they know, and okay, shit. They know how to make fires. They know yeah. how to hunt their own food. They're great. We like that. We're like, yo, man, we need big government to come bring the, the <laughs> army and the food. You know, we're, that's why we voted that way. And then now, so for the, when the when the apocalypse happens, so you, what you got to do, everyone, have your exit strategy. All right, get you a a, a helicopter. Uh, 
Learn base jumping. This is important. <laughs> um, ninja star skills yeah. is important. Ninja stars is very All right. important. Learn, you know what I'm saying? You got, you got to learn how to faction a weapon. Hypnosis. Adam. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's what I'm just saying. Have mm. an exit strategy. Right. Be able to right. brew prune juice into alcohol. Uh-huh. Got to learn how to do oh, that. Yeah. Uh, people call Sick Around Hotline, 323-522-4032. iTunes, best way to listen to the show. Subscribe, rate, comment. We do appreciate it. One of these days, we're going to read some of the new comments. There's been some decent ones. Okay. And okay. Yeah, and there's been some recent ones. So just go to iTunes, do a search for Sick and Wrong. And uh, yeah, subscribe. Give us a comment. Also, I do have a few small teas left. I had th- People ordered the... There's like literally three left. Mm. So if you want a small t-shirt and you're a small person... Um, go to cigaronpodcast.com slash store. If not, go to the Cafe Press store. I put up a bunch of new designs, some old designs up there. So uh, we link to it off of our uh, the, the store page on our site. Uh, finally, we hear Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. We're going to play a song from uh, Doc's new band, uh, Vegas Nerve. Correct. Vegas Nerve, which you said was like the, the, the biggest vein in your leg or something? No, it's the biggest nerve in the body. That connects okay, like I guess the, I didn't it, it controls a lot of... <laughs> Motor functions. I'd say anyone who's curious. The third leg. The intellectually curious out, out there, Google vagus nerve. And if, and if you know about biology and the, about the body, you probably already know about this. But um, it only has a little bit to do with the band. We just thought it was a cool sounding name. Oh, so it's, it's not a medical theme band. Like you're not singing mm, about like medical mm, themes. How dare you? Like, mm. What are you talking about? It's rock and roll, baby. <laughs> Do you ever listen to Carcass? It read the lyrics from Carcass? Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's like all like, like they took a textbook from like, a, you know, like a, a fucking neurosurgeon or something mm-hmm. and just like basically just added all those yeah. these words that you can't even pronounce. They have a song called Corporal Jigsaw Quandry. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and they have a album called uh, Necroticism Discanting the Insalubrious. <laughs> it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Anyway, this song is called Promise Me the World and it's from uh, your new EP, Visceral? It is. Alright, we'll have to go check it out. Um, I was a big fan of God Forbid as I was saying that. Well, thank you. This is a lot different. It's more on the rock side, little ambient. This is kind of the most metally song on, on the record. There's, there's stuff that more kind of you know, goes in the ambient kind of rock direction. But uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. And I hope you guys do. Are you, are you guys touring or doing anything? I'm, I'm We're looking to do LA dates or stuff around Southern California at the end of January or around the NAM conference. So, okay. Um, who was it? Who, what was the band that you were in that we saw you guys at loaded? You guys uh, played. That was my cover band called rebel noise group. Yeah. And I remember that. That was kind of fun. It was great. I had a good time. You guys did mm. like a rage song. Yeah, we do like a lot like 90s, 2000s, hard rock and metal. And that's fun because it's all like ex-dudes from other known bands. So it's like all like pro yeah, musicians. Yeah, talented musicians, yeah. Yeah, like really. And, and you guys saw the show like we feel that shit. Like like we're like it's you see some cover bands that are kind of just going through the motions. But this is stuff. It's like songs we want to do. Songs that like I've never heard other bands cover. Um, you know, we'll do like Judith by a Perfect Circle. We did like Helmet. You know, unsung. We did that right, out, yeah. out, out here, you know, but just there's, there's certain tracks that I'm like, I've never heard a band cover this or, you know, not, do, you know, do a song by a famous band, but not necessarily do the hit that's played out. You know, maybe do it, like, it was a good time, though. And the whole crowd was feeling it was, yeah. it was fun. It was a, and yeah. I haven't done that in like that was I think you went to the last show we did. It was like over a year ago. Yeah, it was definitely about a year ago. And uh, yeah, and I've been so busy with other stuff that we were supposed to play. Uh, in September, and then there was a big problem with the promoter, and got problem with the band. So I was like, I just put it on break for a minute. It's so hiatus. I'm just doing too much stuff, and and you know, 
I think any anyone who's in a multitude of creative fields, you you definitely don't want to get to that point where you oversaturate yourself and you're not kind of focusing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 like focus on uh, you know as long as you're having fun. Yeah, as long as yeah. you have a good time doing it. So we're gonna end the show here. With Promise me the world from uh, from Vegas, Nerve Doc. Thanks for being on the show, man. It's a good time. And uh, people, check out the X Man podcast. Uh, is it on iTunes? Yes, the X Man podcast with Doc Coyle. It's on iTunes in the uh, music category. I also it's on my SoundCloud page uh, on Doc Coyle, just on on SoundCloud. And you got a blog too, right? Yes, uh, www.docoyle.net. Um, I do lots of writing. I do write about music, write about politics. I have a NBA basketball blog called Hoop Logic. I write sometimes. I you know you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Doc Coyle D O C. C-O-Y-L-E. I'm out there. I'm cool. Out there. Well, thanks for being on the show, man. Loved it. All right, people, Woo! we'll be back next week with episode 560. Until then, take a sleep. This place is not a home. This place is just a tomb. It's a tomb of the king. He took everything. We built an temple and he locked us in.
sounds like Michael McDonald. It is Michael McDonald. Is that what that is? A Michael McDonald song? Yeah. Yes. All right. I keep forgetting. 